Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 126. And today, uh, back for the second time, Dustin Kern, Audio Tint Lab. Dustin, what's up, brother? How are you doing? Dude, I'm good, man. It's been a while. About six months, to be six, exact. Six months since I've talked to you, yeah. A lot's, uh, a lot's happened in the last six months. Um, something awesome that's that's happened is uh, you got engaged. I did, finally. Dude, hell yeah, man. Congratulations, yeah, bro. Yeah. Seven years, three kids, and finally made it happen. That's awesome, dude. I um, Before I got married, um, before I even got engaged, like my whole idea, or even before I met my, my wife, my whole idea of marriage and getting a doing doing that lifestyle it was a lot different man i really didn't feel like that and maybe that was because of you know past relationships experiences and absolutely things like that but now after going through it all getting married and just going through all the steps it's like i'm so excited for anybody that goes down that path you absolutely know? yeah i'm already excited it was a long time ago i had i had the same uh I never thought I'd get married from, from past experiences from, uh, you know, we say, God, Ventura County is so small. And I think it's like that everywhere, but we're from Ventura County. Yeah, so yeah, we, yeah. we, we reference, you know, reference it to, to Ventura. It's, it's hard. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's really hard to, to find anyone serious when you've been here for so long, knowing their past, vice versa for me is too. Like knowing my past is not, you know, not, not someone you would run after on a daily basis, you know, yeah. like, like she would. Um, so yeah, I, I, I never wanted to get married until this one, you know what I mean? And it, it, it kind of one of those things I just didn't, it's hard to explain for so many other reasons. And it, maybe it took what I went through to finally understand that. Obviously it was always in the back of my head, but uh, it's hard to find loyal people. It doesn't matter male or female. Yeah, It's hard to find loyal people, man. And, and from again, what I went through to stay loyal that entire time, worth it let's Hell go yeah you know? dude so yeah definitely man i'm i'm happy for you dude yeah. and i'm glad to see you back man yep. good um, to be back good yeah, to be back i bet so um let, let's just get right into it man last time we talked was about six months ago um and ch- i don't even know what episode that that was probably like in the 60s 60s or 70s yeah it had to have been yeah so um you had to uh you had to go away for a little while yes 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 um good old ventura county jail uh what was it 185 days i got i got uh, sentenced 365 did 185 um yeah six months uh inside is a lot different than out here man it's uh time slows down that's for sure yeah so it's kind of it's kind of uh it's weird to see everything keep going out here. You know, when I was when I was in and, and talking to Martin, you know, man, hey, how was Frank? How was the podcast? How was business? How was you know? And it's kind of insane to see the world keep spinning without you. Not that the world needs me, but it's like, yeah. whoa, like nothing stops. Like you stop, but not the world. You know? Yeah, it's very humbling, dude. Um, I I've never been away before, but I have yeah. moved away. Yeah. You know, and when you move away from your home base, where all your friends and family and everything is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. You go away and you're yeah. seeing things from the outside perspective and you're like, fuck, man, yeah. I'm missing these times. I, I'm i not there, you know. Exactly. But then on the flip side, once you come back, you're like, okay, it's, everybody's pretty much doing the same thing. Yeah, you know? that's what, that was what was kind of nice. I was super scared that everything was going to change and so much between business, between people, between all that. When, when we look at from the outside, six months is nothing. Like six, God, we do this twice a year. You know, yeah. this is nothing. But when you're just sitting there thinking about time 24 hours a day, it obviously becomes much more 
minuscule, you know, the timing, everything slows down, you know, and there's just, a, it's just, it's kind of a scary feeling, but to come out and everything still be somewhat of the same is very comforting almost, you know, like yeah. you're not gone for too long. Six months is not that long in reality, but you know, being away from your kids and your wife and everything is a lot, you know? Yeah. And leaving the business as well. Absolutely. What a scary one. Yeah. Uh, I remember when, when you were headed out that, um, Martin was going to be taking over mm -hmm. and he was going to, mm -hmm. he was going to make sure everything still ran yep. smooth. Yep. And uh, every once in a while, I'll check up on it. Hey, man, how's everything going? Yeah. And I can just tell that there was not a skip in 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 the beat. Nope, everything just went perfectly. Yeah, there was there was so much to it that uh, you know, again, that that I left so much to him, you know, and it and it's really hard for for me and him to do it, let alone just by himself. And the fact that he took care of it so well, you know what I mean? As in, and it's a lot, and I think it worked so great in so many different ways. Yeah, being a business owner, I did this, I started this to let him sit in that chair for six months and then reality and, and not taking away from him. And he still only had the peak, you know, he only had the sell size and the install side. There's still so much back in, which I yeah. know you're aware of that. Thank God we have accountants and, and you know, things of that nature, but to firsthand get, you know, uh, sometimes people, and I don't know if you've ever been through it, maybe you feel it, but it takes two, you know, there, there takes the salesman and it takes the guy to do the work, you yeah. know, and not any job is easier or, or, or harder but to be able to witness both sides, I think humbled us both. You yeah. Know I mean, the fact that he got to say like, holy hell, Dustin has to do this every day, all day. Like yeah. the phone doesn't stop. The the calls don't stop. People don't stop complaining. People don't, whatever it may be, you know? And uh, it was so cool. I think Martin finally saw that. And then it let him grow so much, you know? Yeah. Like, what a life experience for Martin to literally be handed a business, you know? And, and, and granted, I'm not the biggest best buys of the world, you know what I mean? But it's still a running money-making business which is difficult you know what i mean especially yeah. to make money you know what i mean anyone can start a business but to make money is difficult i think it really changed a lot i can see it in his eyes i can see the way he moves i can see the way he does things when i came back just like his shoulders just uh, <laughs> you know what i mean like thank god you're home you know what i mean and for so many different reasons like yeah. again it's just so hard to focus on one thing and be pulled in 19 different directions you know it, it's so hard like he was brought here Again, and he does so much more, but he was brought here to do installation, whether window tending, whether it's car audio, whatever. I didn't ask him to do anything else yeah. until I went away. And then here, by the way, can you do everything? <laughs> like, and the fact that he, uh, the fact that he did it is, is so, I, I can't even thank him enough. You know, it's funny. I was just, uh, uh, sorry for calling you out, Martin. <laughs> I, I had wrote him a letter, you know, and it was kind of just my condolences. It's really hard over the phone, just like anyone, just no matter emotions, emotions are hard over the phone, even harder in person. Yeah. The keyboard warriors, you know, text messages, everyone's a badass behind a phone. Well, similar thing when it comes to emotions that are positive, you know what I mean? It's so hard. Frank, I love you, buddy. Yeah. That's so awkward in person, but <laughs> I could tell you in a text message yeah. all day. Yeah. So we, we got to talk and I had wrote him a pretty, you know, a, intense emotional letter, just thanking him for everything. And, and you gotta understand Martin is now at this point, feeding my kids, feeding my wife, feeding my payments, feeding my stupid thousand dollar truck payment. Yeah, yeah, Martin's yeah. doing that now, you know, all on his own. Like granted, I gave him the tools that would do it, but Martin's doing it. How do you express enough gratitude to someone, especially over the phone without being weird? You know, so the, 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 the letter was obviously a little intense and we got to talk and when I got back, well, he had wrote a letter, but he never sent it out. So I got it when I came back. Yeah. And it's just funny to see someone like you, you know, Martin very well. And then to see emotions dipped into a letter that again, is so hard to do in person, but it was super cool to see. Cause like we both feel the same about each other. And I know it sounds really corny at that point, but like we both have so much love and respect for each other, but it's so hard to like, 
go up to Martin like, I love you, buddy. Like, yeah. you, don't, you don't do that. And maybe we need to more. You know what I mean? Maybe that is yeah. the thing. But I, I, I really feel like it is. I think the way that we were brought up, you know, from our uh, our parents or the yeah. older generation was uh, really toxic. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of times. And I feel myself telling uh, my son as well, like, you know what? Come on, just be a big kid. Be a man, you know. And I'm just like, dude. That's not right because every time I've ever had feelings, emotions, anything like that, I had to keep them in. Yeah. You know, because I thought that that's not what men do. Exactly. But then just after a while, I'm just like, bro, if this is how I feel about somebody, I want them to know it. Because when, unfortunately, things happen to that person or whatever, you're like, shit, I wish I could have told them how I felt before. And it's, it doesn't take away any, I think it's, it's even a lot stronger if you're able to express your feelings Absolutely. towards somebody. Yeah. And that's, that's, what's the difficult part is we all, I think we all have trouble communicating in general, you know, and that's on so many different levels, um, to phone calls with customers, to, to knowing how they feel, to making them feel a certain way, the, the, the guard they have up when they call, but same thing with your employees. It's like, it's really hard. And, and I'm the same way with my, I'm pretty hard on my kids. My kids are, uh, they're really emotional, you know, yeah. in a good way. And, and I try to make them a little tough. I don't want them to be so soft, you know, so I kind of yeah, sometimes yeah, when they yeah. fall, like, get up, don't cry. What are you crying for? Let's go, you know, yeah, keep yeah, moving. Yeah. But then there's times when I'm like, well, God, maybe he needs to express it, you know, to an extent. But I try to make them shake off the little things and then obviously express how they feel about the bigger things and then vice versa with people. I think communication is such a lacked thing in, in our industry at, at home, you know, husband and wife, you know what I mean? Like, like thank God my, my, my wife, we sometimes in the back in the day we weren't so good at talking yeah we, we would go at each other on text messages and stuff and and i would say a lot of things i didn't want to she could say things that, and then as soon as we got in person it was like ah everything came together you know like we had no more downfall no, it's so much easier to be someone you're not hidden behind a keyboard or behind a letter or any of that stuff and in person if we did things i think obviously it'd be a lot better so kind of funny i know way off the subject but it, it takes a lot though yeah. it, it definitely takes a lot. it takes people getting out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. and um being able to express it because it's a very vulnerable state yep. you know but i felt that even in in these this time in in uh in our culture um people aren't really used to being vulnerable yeah. everybody wants to look like they're doing the best that their life is the best you know mm-hmm. but behind the scenes maybe they have a lot of struggles they're they're working with but they never show that Absolutely. but i've felt even with the success of the podcast the more vulnerable we get the more people that we have that relate to it absolutely because people aren't having these conversations yeah you know? we can we can play anything we want to we can play how tough we are and how much this this and that but everyone has a vulnerable stage and everyone wants to relate to that you know what i mean if you can't relate to being a hard ass all the time relate that you're vulnerable I mean, yeah we all are i'm vulnerable you know what i mean like my kids are my weakness my wife is my weakness i have i'm a super emotional dude and i know that i'm and when i say this i'm not saying it's ego i'm tough as nails you know yeah. what I mean? like i'll snap my leg and walk to the hospital but when i'm saying emotionally speaking i'm the dude that cried <laughs> yeah i'm the dude that cried over armageddon when bruce willis died you know <laughs> let's be honest you know but it's like it's just i guess that's how i've always been and uh, i never really taught anyone how i never had anyone teach me how emotions i never i didn't have mom i didn't have dad you know what i mean like yeah I don't know where I got it from. No one taught me to be emotional or tough. So I kind of just am who I am and it works out, you know? Yeah. No, I, I definitely get you on that because there's a lot of instances where I feel like I can, I, I'm I'm so strong in so many areas, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but when it comes to certain things, 
you know it, it's those things that'll just just tug at your emotions and you're like fuck why is this even you know from just watching a, a clip online or something watching yeah. a movie you're like fuck dude yeah this shit's hitting me right here yep and it's just uh, it just brings you back to like other experiences maybe that you had where you can relate Absolutely. to that you yep. know and that's Absolutely. why on the podcast, I like to uh, just put it all out there, man, because I know yep. a lot of people. Is, we get a lot of people message us about pod, the podcast episodes and Good. talk about like um, things that they can relate to or Absolutely. you know how it helped them out, and I, I think it's awesome, man. And yeah. um, I'm glad to have you back, dude. Yeah, I'm glad, glad to, to have back. you here. Thank God, be back is great. So, um, what do you think your mind state was before? And after you got back, what are some of the biggest changes that you've noticed in yourself? I honestly want to say, and I know it sounds cliche, but everything, everything has changed. Everything. <laughs> what a terrible place, you know, and, and the people that can relate that have been to our, our local Ventura County Jail, LA County, whatever it may be. What a hellhole. Yeah. I don't care who you are. I don't care how tough you are. I don't care how, how gangster you were. Jail can break anyone, and and they, they want you to. You know what I mean? They literally have sections. You go and you do booking. You do this section in the beginning called suicide, and it's suicide watch. And when I heard about this, because I had never done time before, yeah. when I heard about this, I thought that it was to watch because they're like, uh-oh, if he's going to kill himself, we want to prevent that. Mm-hmm. Well, you go to find out when you're in there and you start talking and you know they, they, they tell you what's going on. They're almost trying to get you to commit suicide. And the reason being is so they can see your behavior inside of a tank, inside of a cell, being trapped in this tiny, you know, what is it, a 10 by 12 cell with another guy to make sure you're not going to bang your head off the wall. You know, they, they try to break the man in the first 48 hours because that's when you're going to break mm-hmm. is the first 48 hours. So they put you into this tank. It's 23-hour lockdown, okay? So when I say lockdown is when you're in your cell with another guy for 23 hours. Granted, the toilet, you can only flush every 15 minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you've got a dude... I had guys kicking all kinds of crazy fancy drugs, obviously, when you're first going in there, who have a lot of uh, bowel movements in the beginning. Well, you can't do nothing about it for 15 minutes. So you're sitting here, breathing the suit feces, who's shaking, seeing things, coming down from this two-month-long high, and here I am in my sober state of mind, never done anything like this, and like the humbling that it came from, it, it, it can break a man. You know what I mean? I'll admit that first two days, they let you out for three times for 20 minutes, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 60 minutes total a day. One hour you're allowed outside of your cell into a, a localized room with tables and all that stuff, you know what I mean, in your pod. Um, I'd never seen anything like this before, you know what I mean? The first day I was there, I didn't even get a mattress. They ran out. County is so, there's a thousand people, I believe, in Victoria County Jail right now and about 900 over at Todd Road in Santa Paula. It's about 2,000 on average. There were so many people I didn't get a mattress my first day. The first, like, yeah, it was like 24 hours, you know, right mm-hmm. on there. So I was literally on a bedpan, on a, on a metal bedpan. So here I am, don't have my kids, don't have my wife. I went from this somewhat luxurious life, you know, eating out all the time, my fancy truck, my fancy bike, my everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. to this dude, excuse my language, shitting himself in my cell that we can't flush the toilet on, sleeping on a bedpan. It started breaking me. It was breaking me. I was just sitting there and like, I'll admit, I had cried a lot in that time. And it was more just like, God, this is what it's going to be like for six months? I, I had no idea. Again, I'd never been there. Thank God you get out of suicide watch, okay? You do that for about 48 hours. Some do two to five days, depending on how busy they are, how they shift people. I got lucky. I got out in two days into a regular pod, okay? I got put into a, it's called F-Quad, which is a uh, the kind of lower risk general population. You know, they have kind of tiers of, of what they feel you may be violent, what you're related to, this and that. So F is the more mild of them, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? God, it's clean. The toilet flushing gets a little bit more, things like that. 
But again, that, that little bit broke me, you know what I mean? So to get there and like, it just turned so much better. That moment alone, going from this hellhole into a decent quad was, was in itself life-changing. And that's mm. just the start of it, you mm -hmm. know, um, the, the, the way they come together. But just to be, you're, you're trapped inside on recycled air with no outside communication at all. I mean, the, cell, the phone's what I'm saying, but as far as being outside, you get to go to the roof twice a week. Obviously, we play handball, all that stuff. But to be stuck in, you 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 feel animal, like you feel animalistic, you know, yeah. and you're stuck in this thing. And obviously you get used to it, but the humbling is crazy. And I hate to say this because this is such a poor advice, but I wish everyone could go through the experience once Yeah. to change everything. I was, and I should say longer before that was much worse. Let's go back five, six years. Yeah. I was very egotistical. I was a, I was, I was a womanizer. You know what I mean? I, I, I talked poorly about people for no reason. You know, I was kind of, and I didn't even do it. I did it without thought, you yeah. know? And then obviously it got better when I started audio tent lab. Um, um, my wife obviously made me a little bit better of a person when it came to that. I still had my tendencies. Um, and then I think Martin helped a lot too. Martin is a very humble dude you yeah. know, for on so many levels. Definitely. But when I say witness the, the jail part, you don't realize what you're missing. You don't realize how much, and, and I have a great relationship with my kids and I did before jail. My kids love me to death. I love my kids to death. I don't miss a moment. I'm with them all the time. I live with them. I live with my wife. Like I had my kids, but you don't realize until you miss the time, how much time you're still missing, you know? And just the littlest things, dad, build me this train set that you bought a week ago, you know? And ah, oh, man, daddy's tired from work, man. Like, let's just, let's just eat and go to bed or whatever it may be to sit there and be stuck without them for 185 days to, I can't literally physically touch my children for 185 days. I can't hug them. I can't kiss them. I have to look at my kids through glass. You know what I mean? Was, was the humbling part. And this is just getting on the family side to, to not have them. My whole perspective of being a dad has changed and, and, and I can't critique anybody else and say anyone's good, bad, or indifferent. I go to the park every time they ask. Now I put that train set together every single time I lay with them in their spot when they want to go to sleep. I don't miss a moment in my kid's life and now nothing is more important than my kids. You know what I mean? And, and and I say that with, I need the business to support them granted, but I'm never going to miss a moment with those kids again. I took for granted and, and being away from them for six months makes you realize how much family is important. You know what I mean? To not be able to grab your wife for 185 days. You have to look at this woman through glass. You know what I mean? The, the, your wife, your everything is right there 12 inches from you, but through this this one inch thick piece of glass that you can't do anything you know what i mean that cliche hand on the window that's all you yeah. get that's all you get there's nothing more you know so as far as the family side i can't even explain i like in my mind i feel like i'm like already like super dad now you know what i mean it's like god because i'm just doing everything i'm never gonna stop now you know my, my poor wife i look now like she is very stay at home mom and she does it all. I mm -hmm. mean, the dishes, the cleaning, this, that. And like, I didn't realize how much work it was until I started helping when I got home. You know, over the phone, we joked, she's like, God, I just can't wait for you to be back, like to, for your help. And like, I thought about it, I was like, God, I didn't even help that much. Like, yeah, when they got out of the shower, I'd change them, whatever, you know what I mean? Like I did, but like, that was kind of mommy's duty. Daddy yeah. brings home the money and does the fun stuff and swings them around and mommy does all the back end work, you know, just like anything. That's not the case anymore. You know, I want everything to be 50-50. Obviously, I'm doing a little more right now. The the brushing the teeth a little bit more. The dishes I try to pick up on. And, and I enjoy doing it now. Yeah. I didn't get to do it for six months. And it's like, I don't ever want to miss that again. Like, I am, before I was like, God, I got to brush their teeth again. Can you do it, mom? Yeah. I enjoy it now. It's like, God, just to be next to my kids, to do everything. Uh, last night, they had a school play for Christmas, a singing thing. Last year, I just dreaded it. It's weird. It's religious. It's not my thing. My kids go to a religious preschool. Okay, they're, they're in a private school. 
it's not my thing, but I believe everyone has their own opinion. So I let them be where they want to be. It's a good school. Great. It makes me uneasy, you know, for whatever reasons we won't get into that. But this year I, I was able to put it aside and like, God's my kid. I started crying. He started singing and I literally started crying watching my, like, I am so proud to be these kids' fathers now that it's insanity. You know what I mean? Like the things I missed out on, like before I'd be on my phone just while that, my poor kids are probably singing and I'm just like on my phone because I'm yeah. so like religious nut job, not into this. You know what I mean? I was so into it. I don't care that they're singing about baby Jesus. I am so happy my kid is there singing. So it changed your perspective on family so much that I can't even, it's like hard to, to, to even put it into perspective how miserable that place is for that long to then being out and how much you cherish everything, you know? And it sucked that it took that to be this person. Same thing with my wife. I wasn't always polite to my wife. I wasn't always uh, the nicest to her. I always didn't do, I didn't do her laundry. I wouldn't make her food. I wouldn't like, I just cooked her dinner for the first time in probably like three years. And then I look, I'm like, God, why was I such a scumbag? Like, why did I not do this for her for any other reason than she does it for me? And like, yeah. I made her dinner for the first time. I think it was like last week or maybe earlier this week. And like, I look back, I'm like, dude, I haven't done this in years. Like what a piece of crap I am. You know, I felt so terrible to, to do it now, but I enjoy, that's, that's the difficult part. I'm not just doing it. Cause like, Oh, that's the right thing to do. Like I enjoy doing it now. I enjoy watching her smile. I enjoy my kids being pumped when I come home. I enjoy it. Like, now when they ask to go to the park, I just get up and we just go no more like the laziness because I was too tired from work. None of that. I'm not going to miss a single moment. So that it changed me so much more for the better on the family side than business is a whole nother thing. You know what I mean? And when you talk about business, it's about being happy in life first, you know, and, and being gone, huge things, uh, uh, down to Martin. You know what I mean? I always respected Martin. Martin knows that dude. Martin is my A1. That is my, my, my side. That is everything. Martin is my boy, you know, and he knows that. But to respect people now is so much larger. You know, when you're stuck in such a, a place, you become institution, institutionalized, you become a different person, you know, and, and you start seeing things for what they are and whatnot. Like I met millionaires in jail, you know, who had everything, but we're wearing the same blue and orange get up right now. And then I met the the people that don't have a dollar to their name and to see everyone kind of the same kind of humbles you, you know, it's yeah. like, wait, man, like, cool. You had everything out, but right now we're the same piece of shit. Yeah. You know, regardless if you have 12 bucks or 12 million in your account, like we are all in these dumb jumpsuits right now. You know, they're not really jumpsuits they're two pieces, but you yeah, know I mean, um, it, it, it's, it's just, it's humbling, you know, to see it, it's, it's just insane. So now I look back and, and getting on the business standpoint, I am changing everything. Audio Tint Lab is not the same company it was six months or more. It is, it is done. I am done. The way I think is done. The way we do work is done. I am revamping and changing everything. The way we treat customers, the way that we go about business, the way I go about life, I'm done. I bought that $80,000 truck. What about a year ago? It's, it's gone. I'm getting rid of it. I'm in the middle of it right now. I'm literally going to roll around, excuse me, because I know this is your guys' forte. I think it's like a 92 Integra that Martin got, that four-door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to whip that thing around. <laughs> I am so done with that flashy lifestyle. It's yeah. not even funny. And, and I get it to an extent. Eventually, I'm going to buy a nicer car, you know, of yeah. my own. That truck cost me $2,000 a month right now between insurance, gas, and the car payment. Yeah. Two thousand dollars that is a house payment okay yeah i lost the house i was renting when all this happened I, I lost i lived right next door to the chief of ventura police when i got busted yeah so with kind of a bad look obviously i moved out me and my wife got our place everything i want to buy a house and i i i literally lost the need to like impress people like i don't care Money doesn't impress me anymore let's put it that way now yeah. granted we are here for business we are all about money yes obviously i'm still about making money 
but the materialistic standpoint does not impress me anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and Frank, no offense, your M4 doesn't impress me. You impress me. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I knew if we you. took away your M4, if we took away all the money that you have saved since you started Downstar, you were still a loving husband, a loving father. You know what I mean? You are still a man of value. That 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 stuff means nothing to me anymore. So when I look at my truck, like I did it because I cut. I want everyone to know I own a business and I can yeah. afford an eighty thousand dollar truck. That doesn't mean anything to me anymore yeah. at all. So I'm getting rid of it to save that money, to put away to everything between kids, between this, between that. I'm just so far gone on that materialistic standpoint because I had nothing. When you're in jail, you have nothing. Like it doesn't matter. No one knows how much money you have, whether you have a lot or a little. No one knows, and we're all the same person in that. Now bring that out here. Why can't we kind of think that way? Obviously, we don't want to be animalistic like we are in jail and get mad about food being dropped on the ground and flushing the toilet. But let's use that same mentality. Like why not all be the same, which we are, we are all the same person. So, so when you go to what your podcast is really after, we're all the same. Frank and Dustin are the same. Frank may be doing better than Dustin right now. Dustin may be doing better one day than, but we're all the same human being. Anybody can do it if they want to just like in there. Why can't we have that standpoint that we're all the same? Cause in that tank, in that moment, you're all the same besides your shirt size. There's nothing different. You have the same bed, the same blanket, the same clothes, the same everything. So everyone respects each other the exact same. Obviously, there's a little bit of politics, race, all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, granted, but let's put that aside. I think about that on the outside now. I don't care about that. You know what I mean? Like I, I had this dude uh, this morning. It's so funny. I had to run out and grab uh, Cheerios and milk for my kid's school. We had like snack day and yeah, my parents. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And this guy standing next to me, and he's in this really nice, fancy suit, you know, and he's looking and he looks and I'm like halfway asleep. Like my wife had woke me up. Babe, we need this stuff. It's like six o'clock in the morning. You know, I'm like, oh. so I run to Vaughn's and uh, I look over and, and it's just funny because I could see this guy look at me. I'm all grungy, of course. I had yeah. just woken up, you know what I mean? And and I, I just, I looked like hell, you know what I mean? I just look like I, tattooed hands. I get it, you know what I mean? I just, I don't look very appealing. This guy here next to me is suit and kept giving me a bunch of dirty looks and it was just kind of funky, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just wasn't, wasn't a good feeling. You could feel the judgment, you know what I mean? And, and that's okay. But the funniest part is literally walking out and and I put this into reference to that we should all feel equal and treat each other equally with just I get in and he has and I'm not saying this on an ego so like he goes into his like 1999 F-150 you know what I mean in his his fancy thousand dollar suit and here I go walking into this this eighty thousand dollar truck and the dude his face was kind of just like wait that grunge ball owns that truck you know what I mean it was like it was the <laughs> best feeling in the world yeah that I didn't want to prove but it's like okay what's the difference how come you couldn't have and i could have gotten into like a 91 honda civic like why yeah. couldn't he have treated me and looked at me the same just because it was what i was wearing in the moment and so again what it references to is if we just treated each other all the same regardless of our status you know like who really cares in the end you know what i mean and thank god i've never seen you brag about money or anything and i love that like i said that's why like when i say your m4 doesn't impress me it's because it doesn't like them like what you did to get it impresses me not yeah. what you did you know what i mean it's how you got there and so what changed me on that standpoint is treating everyone so like i didn't have a great relationship with my 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 wife's family a lot of bad stuff has happened in the past i've even said a lot of hurtful things to her family that's all changed now i am i am talking to family members i never talked to in my life i am am doing things for people that i've never done it literally humbled me in in the most intense ways that is undescribable like the smallest things. I want to help everyone. In in two days, two different things happened. So I made that post and it was, uh, you know, what have you done for someone today besides yourself? You know, and like, I didn't even realize I was doing it. Like some people go out and do things like, oh, I'm going to go give to the homeless today because like it's just a thought in their head and they think it's the right thing to do. I do things now without even realizing it. I saw this homeless dude outside of the, the Vons in Santa Paula today. Like 
dude, are you hungry? Like, can I buy you food? And literally ran inside, grabbed him a bunch of food, and that was it. I didn't expect anything back. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even realize I did it until I walked away. I was like, dude, I just bought a homeless guy food. I've never done that before. Not that I didn't care about him, but I just never even thought about it. Yeah. And now it was just reaction. Same thing. Me and my wife were at the store the other day, and this guy in front of me literally had like a $20 bill. His bill went over. It was like 25 something. And he goes, uh, put that back and put that back. And the guy sits it there. And I, again, without even thinking, I wasn't doing it like, oh, good deed for the day. You know, I got to do one. I don't even think of it that way. Yeah. Reaction. He walks away. I was like, hey, did you not have enough money to pay for that? He goes, yeah. I was like, ring it through really quick. I'm going to run out there. Beep, beep. Puts it on mine. I said, babe, take care of the bill. Threw it on my wallet, ran outside. It's like, hey, you forgot these, sir. And he goes, oh, no, I didn't forget them. I, I, I couldn't afford them. I was like, no, no, no. You just left them behind. He goes, you sure? And I was like, yeah. He goes, but I know I didn't have enough. And I was like, don't worry about it. They're taken care of. And he just looks at me like the feeling that I gave him was amazing. You know what I mean? Just the stuff that, that we need to do for people. We do too much for ourselves, you know, and that's like the biggest thing. So like it humbles you so much to like see everyone be the same, no matter what their bank account said and what they did to just help everybody the same, you know, like not being too like cliche right here, but like what an amazing time. You know, it's funny. You posted something about the guy the other day and obviously I've been watching him since God, his very first YouTube is Gary V. Yeah. Okay. Dude, what, like he always says, what an amazing time to be alive. You know what I mean? With the internet, with everything, with the, to, to help everybody. You know what I mean? There's just so many different ways and, and people, granted, we, we've done pretty good. We all help each other. There's still a lot of hate in the world. There's still a lot of bad nothing. There's all that, but we've all figured out how to live in a world together. You know, now, the kindness part is, I think, the biggest part to me, you know, which I want to say is what Martin taught me. Martin is so kind to everybody. It's insanity. You know what I mean? Like me, I treated people different from the way you looked before. This is a long time ago. But Jill obviously helped a lot more with that. But to come together and just everyone be nice to everyone, you know, it, it, it's so I look at it on a daily basis, how much we hate each other on certain things and how badly we talk about each other. That's that's honestly the biggest thing it taught me is is how to be nice to everyone you know just to, to to just do things for people without respecting anything back you know just just reciprocating that energy just hey here here's something for no reason other than i just want to give it to you you yeah. know so that that's got to be the biggest part for sure is just the, the the kind energy and and trying to make everyone feel good about each other you know and, and and being better to each other rather than this everyone competing with each other you know so that's that's probably the biggest part for sure do you feel like you felt so bad inside of there that you want to just give out as much good as you can? Yeah, maybe so. I think uh, I, I saw people, and that was a difficult thing too, is to see people in there to come out to nothing. You know, like me, again, I go back to this, the truck. I have I have a home. I have money in my account. I have a business running. And this dude next to me, again, in the same clothes as me, has not even a car to come out to. His wife left him, whatever. His girlfriend left him. No kids, you know, just nothing you know and like yeah. how humbling like i i got to sit there and like come out to something you know it's hard enough as it is to come out to the world but then to come out to nothing you know what i mean that it's just a crazy feeling that i want to like help everyone you know like i don't even want to stop until i start just helping everyone that's why i want to do so much as we were talking about the the nation i did that donation thing last year the christmas giveaway and all that yeah but just to go help anyone my kids uh just had a birthday party and i'm kind of diming myself out here right now but uh they got so many toys for their, we had a birthday party last weekend. They got so many toys. It's insane. I mean, not, thank God my friends are so good to my kids. I'm giving half of them away. Yeah. Sorry guys. Thank you guys for all your <laughs> gifts. I'm giving half of them away. Yeah. My kids, not that they don't deserve it, 
but other kids deserve it more. You know, there's, there's so much, I have a bag of brand new toys. I just want to go give them away to somebody, you know, just, just for no other reason. One, I want to teach my kids a valuable lesson that look at you guys have everything. Let's give something, you know, like I had to talk with my five-year-old last night. It was kind of the coolest thing. It was super on the fence. Could have went a little better, but not. And I told him, Hey, hey Brayden, baby, like you want to, you're sitting on my lap. And I said, uh, you want to give away toys, you know, to kids that, that don't have toys? And he goes, no, daddy, I like my toys. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I understand that. But I was like, there's there's toys, you know what I mean? You have so many. Imagine, you know what I mean? Imagine if someone else, these kids don't have any toys, buddy. You know, he goes, okay, can we just give them one toy? And like, but just to hear him say that he was willing to give up, and obviously kids are crazy about their toys. To yeah. hear that he would give up his toy to someone else is such a relief of like parenting. Like, God, I've, I've taught this kid value, you know, like, and, and that's the biggest thing in jail too. I think that's the biggest word I just finally figured out. If jail taught me anything is value, you know, to value in everything, family, business, money, to value money. What a weird concept, you know, valuing money. You don't value money if you pay $1,000 a month for your truck and you don't have everything for your family yet. You yeah. know, granted, if your wife's got a brand new car too and your kids are going to have a car at 16, okay. But to be selfless, in the value of money. You know what I mean? Like to let everyone around you cherish it before you do. Cause I don't need it. I'm going to be so happy whipping that four door Integra. It's not even funny. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm going to pull up to Vaughn's with my held held so high, knowing I have all that money in the bank and my business again, let them think I work at McDonald's. Yeah. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like that just does not bother me anymore. I am so unbothered by opinions. Me and Martin had this talk actually last night. It's funny too. I'm so unbothered by people's opinions. It's not even funny. I could literally care because before, if Frank would have posted on Instagram, pff, that guy at Audio Tent Lab is a lame. I'd be so bummed out. I would come and hunt you down to be find on my you. door. I, yeah, no, not 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 violently, <laughs> but like Frank, why am I a lame? You know what I mean? Like, why do you feel that? I would be so concerned with how <laughs> you felt. Like, not violent. You know what I mean? Like, it would just bum me out. I wouldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Literally, I'm so unbothered by that stuff now. It's not even funny, and that was one of the things that I learned from it too. It just doesn't bother me. Like I don't, I don't care to impress anyone. I don't care that you talk badly about me. Um, uh, getting off, and <laughs> this is funny. I don't know if you read it. It's a very big book. I read it in jail like twenty-five times. It's called The Four Agreements. Mm -mm. Have you read that book? No. Oh my God, look it up. I think it's his name is Don Manuel Ruiz or something. It's a very famous cliche Instagram book called The Four Agreements. I read that book. I'm not being sarcastic. Twenty-five times in jail. Talks about these four agreements, which is basically about being good with your word, not assuming certain things, uh, doing your best and not taking things personally. It's four different agreements. You know what I mean? It's, it's very simplistic. You can read the book in two hours. No joke. If you can just sit there for two hours, it'll change your whole perspective of everything. And, and just basing your life of a book is intense, but what it means is so intense. And, and that's what, you know, kind of started everything. Um, I did a lot of reading in there, a lot of reading, a lot of business reading. You know what I mean? Um, another really good book, jot it down. I don't know if you have, but it's called six months to six figures. Mm -hmm. And it's like six figures, man, I'm sure. And not saying this again, egotistically, we made six figures a long time ago. Yeah. It talks about making seven, you know? So in the book, it lets you relate to, all right, this is what you've done to get six figures. Now let's go to seven. But it's also for the guy who's starting out, the, the guy that wanted to start Downstar X amount of years ago, how to get started and what to do. Yeah. Um, that was a really informational book too. Again, about being humble as well. So there's a lot to it. So I do recommend those two books to you first and foremost, which is really cool. They're good books. Definitely, man. Dude, this is so awesome to hear, yeah. bro. A lot of these things that you're bringing up are things that I've really been trying to work on um, in my own life. You yeah. know, um, coming from where we come from, uh, growing up out here 
and just being surrounded around these certain people, you you tend to do things and not even know why you do them. Like Absolutely. You, hating on people, wanting to have materialistic things or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, when I didn't have shit, I used to to dress like I had shit. Exactly. You know, exactly. And it was like, who who did I want to impress? Like yeah. some girls at, at Karma or something. Yep. You know, yep. at Candlelight exactly. or whatever. Like. Yep. Why would I want to do that? Like, yep. you, and you say about like the M4 too. The M4 just chills at home. I, I whip the the Altima. Exactly. It's yep. like, dude, this is. I just want to get in here and not have to worry about cops. I don't yep. have to worry about anything. Yep. You know, I have like trash in there. Just like, exactly. dude, I don't give a fuck, bro. Yeah. I don't care where I go because I know I know who I am inside. Yep. And um, granted, it's still I I still have an internal conflict with the old me yeah. inside versus the new me that I'm, I'm trying to be. Yep. So do you feel like right now that you are on some extreme high and then maybe the old, the old dust in the way that you thought about things is like still in the back of your head and you're going to have to conflict it, uh, every, every day. You know what? That's, that's what I think. And, and, and a lot, Carrie, my lady, my, I said that a lot too, is like, oh, there's a big thing inside there. It's called jail talk. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'm not even kidding you. I, I would say it to you right now, I don't know your personal relationship with your wife. I'm sure it's good. It looks great. Who cares? So whether it's good or bad, I'm yeah. not judging your personal, I'm using it. Jail talk. When you first go to jail, the things that you will say to her because you're in there are insane. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, if you spend even a couple of weeks there, you're going to hear the term, oh, jail talk, man. Like, why'd you do that? You know, and, 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 but that feeling, so whatever you said and whatever you promised in there and all these things that you have, babe, this, babe, that, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. It goes away within a couple of days of being out. That freedom, smelling fresh air, grabbing that to do whatever you want, getting back into your truck, getting back on your bike, it goes away quickly. I think that standard jail talk is for people that do those simple 10 days, 30 days, 45 days, those very simple in and out kind of tasks because you just want someone there for you while you're there. So you're going to promise them the world. Once you get to, and I'm saying it on a minimal side was my term is six months. It doesn't change you for the moment. It changes you forever. So when you say that, do you think that my, my past is going to conflict with, with now with who I was to who I am? Absolutely not. You know, and why I say is I've already been out for 16 days mm -hmm. as of today. Okay. A little over two weeks. Nothing has changed even a little bit. And it's, it's not. You know, when people do it from the outside, and I'm going to go to again, I'm going to run to Frank. So Frank says, you know what, man? God, I used to talk. I talk bad about people. I'm going to work on doing better about people. You're going to catch yourself for a week like, hey, Alex, by the way, you're doing great out there, buddy. You know, congrats. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. your car is sick, brother. Good. Keep going. And then every once in a while, you're going to see that that rivalry car, whatever it is, that that uh, Honda hatchback that no one like, God, your car's lame, bro. You know, oh, I caught myself. Why did yeah. I say that? Why did I say that about his hatchback? Like, why? You know, I didn't need to say that. That's you trying to change from the outside perspective. And I'm not saying that like I'm proud to have gone to jail. Believe me, it's embarrassing. I hate it. I hated being away from my kids, but it literally changed me as a person on the inside. It's not someone who I wanted to become. It's someone who I became. Yeah. And that's so when you say that, and of course my wife was concerned with that too, because I made her a lot of promises and things I'm going to do. And, you know, maybe a couple of days out, everyone changes. You know what I mean? There's, it's just. They call it love on the inside. When you yeah. get out, it goes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, later, babe. Matter of fact, I'm out. Why do I need you? Later. Like, yeah. I, everyone does that. Everybody that goes to jail, you'll laugh because they get back with their girlfriend in jail and then they leave them right when they get out again because you want someone in there. It's a lonely place, you know? So, again, repeating back to that is absolutely not. Jail has changed me as a person entirely. So, not, not my values, not the way I look at things. 
honestly, it would have changed already. I, I hate to say it, but it literally changed me as a person. That six months morphed me into somebody else. Whether good or bad or people like that, I don't really care. Again, the opinions are worthless to me. Um, it, it's who I've become for the better. You know what I mean? So that's why I don't have to fight it in the back of my head anymore. You know what I mean? To not say bad things about people like, it, it's just not one of those things. It's so hard to explain because it's not one of those things that I'm going to have to work on. It's literally who I've become, you know, as in, in that, that whole, the, the value of things, the, what impresses me, all that. When you got six months, believe me, it's just beating into your school every day. It's literally not something that's going to change. Like the old Dustin is just so far gone, yeah. you know? So it's, it just, it, there's nothing to conflict because I'm, it's, it's like a clean sheet. Yeah. This is who I am now. These are the morals that I have and this is what we're going to do. I'm not, oh, I shouldn't have said that about Frank. Why'd I call him a dummy? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. No, that's not even going to come out of my mouth anymore, you know? I talk shit with the guys at the shop. Yeah, duh. You know what I mean? Do I have some of my old traits that I'll never wear off? Of course. I'm a knucklehead. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still the guy that enjoys bar fights. You know what I mean? Like, that's never going to change. But as far as, as well-being and my behavior towards humans and all that stuff, is it's just not who I am anymore. You know what I mean? I'm not Yeah. that guy. Dude, I've never been in a bar fight. Yeah. <laughs> we should do it one day. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was talking yesterday, um, and uh, I've never been a high-speed chase either not something i would love to do right but i just wouldn't love the consequences yeah no it's, it's <laughs> just uh yeah that's funny because that the whole bike world that is such a god how many nights i'm gonna kill myself for saying this but oh my god how many times you're riding with the boys at nighttime whenever you're a little bit tipsy and just uh you know it's funny i posted that thing today and it's the, the best thing is drop a gear and disappear you know yeah. what i mean like the consequences of getting pulled over are so much higher that maybe you get away. And on a bike, it's so much easier because yeah, they don't really chase definitely. you after a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, once you hit like a buck ten, then yeah, get out of here. You know what I mean? So, bike or a Hellcat? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. It's like what, what, what is? Uh, it's just one of those things. You just, just do it at an impulse. You just take off. You know what I mean? But that's funny you say that because like. I don't know if it was technically a high-speed chase because they stopped chasing you after a little while. You know what I mean? I would like, want a little chase. Yeah. Just don't call the helicopter. Yeah, exactly. Let me, just, let me, you're done. These guys are still doing 200 miles an hour. I was like, you're not getting away from the helicopter, man. Just stop. Well, that, that's why I say Hellcat because yeah. there was a Hellcat that outran the helicopter. What? He couldn't keep up. He was going too fast, and he was running out of gas. And that oh, dude, I'm wow. pretty sure the dude got away. That's awesome. He was gone. Congrats. Yeah, shout out to that dude. Shout out. Yeah. So um, do you feel like jail works? No, <laughs> for for most people, okay? Mm -hmm. And when I say this again, uh, I did my crime. Um, um, while we're on discussion, I won't go into it too much what it was, completely nonviolent. I had some things that I should not have had. I gave stuff to other people in exchange for money that I shouldn't have. Um, again, very basic. Um, but being in jail in six months, I'm not kidding you, so I, was, I was talking about someone earlier. I saw one guy in there, I was in there for six months. I saw him come back 13 times. I was only there for six months. Whoa. This dude came back 13 times. And granted, they were all violations of probation. Yeah. Whether he went and got high, whether he did this, whether he didn't show up to his PO meeting, whether he had a warrant. One dude I seen 13 times. So when I say, does jail work? I'm going to go with 95%. 95% of people know. Got you. Because all the dudes I'm in there with all know each other from previous terms. Mm. And I'm like, wait, what? They're like, oh, that's so-and-so from so-and-so. I, I, I did a term with him like four months ago. I'm like once like he came back why would you do that you know what i mean like so did it work i don't think from what i was doing again and i'm not saying i'm innocent because obviously what i did it was wrong we get it yeah okay what's done i did my jail time but 
I'm not one of those reoccurring. This is my first time ever really being in law trouble and obviously my last, you know what I mean? So I never really thought what I was doing in the moment was going to get me into that much trouble. You know what I mean? How, how unharmful I thought I don't have to do banging on my window at three in the morning, fiending for this. You know what I mean? Like what I was doing was making people better physically, mentally. There was so much more to it that I did. You know, you, you've never heard and let's get on it. It was, it was steroids, it was yeah. anabolic steroids. Okay. I was, I was, so people can understand because like, well, was he selling meth? What was he doing? You know, just, <laughs> we'll just go out there with anabolic steroids. And it started with myself. I started using for a sport for competitive reasons. Okay. It was for another reason. People ask ah, steroids. You're a cheater. You're this. Okay, great. I don't care. Keep mm. going to the gym and looking exactly the same for the next 10 years. That's fine. If that's what you want to do. Yeah. More power to you. I didn't want to look the same. I worked hard in everyone in the room. I was tired of looking the same. So I started using then again, referencing Frank. Hey, Dustin, how'd you get so big? I'm not going to tell you that dude that got big at GNC. It's not going to happen, man. I'm sorry. It's not realistic. It will not happen. I said, this is how I did it. Frank goes, cool. Can I get some too? All right. Well, Frank's my buddy. Here's one for you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Frank hopped up. Jerked. And, and so, and it, and it turned to this thing where, you know, I mean, I'm all through high school. So I don't know if I've ever run this. like my senior year, I graduated. I walked six to 145 pounds. Okay. I was 145 pounds. Shut male. the fuck Six up. Two. Yes, my 18 Whoa. years old. 145 pounds. I wanted to be bigger my entire life. Couldn't do it. I was that guy. You know what I mean? Like I was. I was the same size as Alex. I was yeah. so skinny. You know what I mean? McDonald's all day. Taco Bell. Crap. 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 Didn't gain a pound. Like what the hell, dude? Um, I got into MMA. I got into my my fighting, and uh, obviously I started losing more weight. I got down to like 138 for a little bit. Shut dude. the fuck. Yeah, I'm just like this Whoa. is insane. So I started going to the gym. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the gym. I'm older now. Let's do it. So I started going to the gym. Great. Pumping, pumping, pumping. I think I got up to like 155. I was so proud of myself. Like <laughs> two years though. And I gained 10 pounds religiously lifting and eating. This is eating forcefully when I don't want to every two hours. In two years, I got 10 pounds. I was like, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure enough, saw a big dude in the gym. How did you do it? Thank God he had the mentality I did. He said, steroids. I first looked at him. I was like, the fuck steroids <laughs> that's crazy you know what i mean like what a weird this is out of control yeah and uh he goes i'm not gonna tell you that creatine works brother and i was like yeah. all right what the hell you know what i mean and uh ended up the dude ended up being like one of my best friends he passed away rest in peace danny um but had had, had given me some and, and again going since this is all on record and i'm busted i can't really get busted again for this yeah. right so I got it from him and he's dead. So can't really bust him either. So I started getting it from him slowly. You know what I mean? I started getting vials here and there. Well, then Frank came to me. Well, then Bob came to me. I didn't really realize what I was doing. I wasn't doing it like sitting here like Al Pacino, you know what I mean? Or whoever the drug dealer is. And like, yes, my steroids. Like, it was simply like helping out friends. Yeah. No random could come up to me. One of your customers that you like, hey, dude, I know Frank. Fuck, I don't care. Like, get out yeah, of here. Yeah, yeah. I only helped my close friends. You know what I mean? It just it was just helped, turned into, well, it became so frequent. Well, then I had Frank and Bob and Mary and James and you know what I mean? It was like, all right, man, well, I got to stop going to this place once a day. I need to carry some. So then I was like, cool, I'm going to keep like 20 of them on me. So that way when Frank, Bob, Mary and James come up like here, I already have it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me tell you that turns into distribution and not yeah. a very good look. I had no idea, but they did in Ventura. They did it. It was an anabolic steroid sweep. Hmm. I had no idea. I was like, wait, what? Like what I was doing and me anabolic steroids is like Advil now, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? I know every scientific thing behind it, not just the rumors, not the dude that makes your dick little and it just, none of that, man. I know the true, what it does to the body, how to the blood cell count, to the reproduction, to the nitrogen induction. I know everything mm -hmm. there is to know about it. So when I talk about it so freely, it's because it's not bad. Like go to, go to the UK, 
Like, yeah. They're curing AIDS with anabolic steroids right now. And, and we're, we haven't even tipped into researching it yet. So when I say that, it was just kind of like, I can't get in trouble for selling this stuff. I mean, it's just steroids, you mm -hmm. know? You can, very much so. I got pulled over. My shop got flipped upside down, ransacked. My house, doors are kicked in. Stuff is everywhere. I had a full narcotics team come and rip my place of business and my home to pieces. I am talking every which way, left to right, okay? Huge deal. I did not realize it was such a big deal. And, and so when I say this, I'm not any better. I am now classified in Ventura County as a, a known affiliated drug distributor of a level three narcotic, which a level three is the same as methamphetamine. So like on my rap sheet, if you could dig into it, obviously you really can't unless you're law enforcement, but yeah. I am a, it sounds so word that word offender, but I am now a drug offender. I had to go register as a drug offender in this county. You know what yeah. I mean? Like how embarrassing to walk to a police station like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to sell some steroids. What? <laughs> I had to register because I sold steroids. You know what I mean? Like Whoa. how embarrassing that I have to register into that, you know? And, and um, so going back to the why, if I feel like it works, for people like me, I want to say it would work, but I was never going to do anything wrong anyways again, you know? So no, it doesn't work because the people that are out there using like, oh, what are you in here for? Oh, I got caught doping in the parking lot of the park. They're back in four days. It does not work for that, you know? Gotcha. It's just not a very, it's it's insane. Why it doesn't work, I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? I just know that those dudes are still coming back from what I saw. I saw the same guys coming back. And when I say I saw that one guy 13 times, I saw 70 other come back four times in six months, you know? So it's a very, they, they call it a revolving door because mm -hmm. the people just keep coming back and coming back. Like I would see Des, <laughs> Hernandez, you're back again. You know what I mean? Like screaming, they're like, what up, my boy? Like talking to the deputies. And I'm like, dude, like you see this guy so much, you know him. That's crazy. You know, wow. like it was just an intense thing. So I don't want to say jail really works for that. You know what I mean? Um, but you want to get your life in line, it'll work. I'll tell you that much. So yeah, it's kind of a back and forth thing. You know, people are still going to do what they're going to do. That's just a stepping stone, you know? Yeah. So, so now you coming back, um, obviously you have the love of your family mm -hmm. and, and your, your kids, your fiance. Mm -hmm. Um, what was it like with, uh, with friends? Um, what, what changed in that six months with, with friends? I don't have any, <laughs> um, you know what, that, that's a crazy thing. And, and I have to see it from, from multiple standpoints. This is a very, uh, this is probably a more touchy subject than me talking about what I did to get there. And when I say that, because it's become a, a really big eye opener. Um, and when I say everyone should experience jail, and this is just one of the many reasons right here is your circle alone. Okay. Like, I don't know enough about you and Alex. I'm not sure, but I'm just saying, could you imagine going away for six months and Alex never wrote you? You'd kind of be bummed out. Like, wait, what? Like we held it down together. We do everything together. Yeah. And, then, and it's so when I say that, it's one of those things where you really see how people are, you know what I mean? Like people that I thought were the closest friends to me, everyone disappeared, everyone kind of scattered. But I say that in the most, what's the word for it? The, the, the happiest way possible. I am so glad, like, I don't care to have all these friends anymore and all that stuff. Like, my circle is so compact now, but it's so dense. Yeah. It's a dense circle. The people that I have near me now that I'm out are here for life. You yeah. know what I mean? The guys that wrote me, the people that wrote me, um, uh, the simplest things like, and then the people that didn't trip me out. You know what I mean? The people really? I was so close with out here. You know what I mean? My, at the time of going in best friends, 
didn't even write me once, you know, like what a crazy, how simple is it to write a letter to somebody to, and then send it off, you know, um, it really humbles you on that. But then you realize at the same time, you can't be like the perfect family, ma'am, which is all I care about at this point and have a lot of friends. Yeah. It just doesn't coexist. You yeah. know, it's just, it, it's unfortunate. You know what I mean? But like, it's just realistic, especially when you are domesticated between you and your wife. Now you and your wife split up. Okay. The kid in the middle, Frank's got him one week. She's got him the other. That one week you don't have him. Okay. Yeah. You could probably do the whole friend thing, but especially when you're together with someone like me and my wife are, it's impossible. Yeah. Like you cannot be an outstanding husband and father and have time for friends. And at that point, does it really matter? Like, do we really even care to have friends? You know, I have got my tiny circle and and I'm not going to name names exactly, but you know, what I mean? I've got my Martin, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I'm good. You know what I mean? I've got, I've got his brother, Mario. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I've got these people around me that I care so much more about than I ever cared about anyone that I don't care. If, if I never go a day in life without another, let's just say Martin and Mario, I'm fine. And yeah. granted, I have more, you know, there's, there is more friends. I'm just not going to get into naming them. So then we didn't just say me, yeah. but like, again, if I had a Martin and a Mario for the rest of my life, I'm fine. I don't, I don't need the crazy, I hate the word clout, but yeah. I don't care about the clout around wanting to be my friend because you think it's cool that I do this and I do that and I have money or whatever may be the reason, you know, like I want real true friends around me and my business, you know, my business has become family. You know what I mean? The people that come around and hang out, the, the Mario's like, have you seen how much that dude reps my business? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yours too. He got giant downstairs yeah. on his card. You know what I mean? Like. And for what? He doesn't gain anything from it. Maybe you give him a deal here and there. Maybe I give him a deal here and there. He just does it out of love. And He's you a can't good guy, find man. People. Yeah, you can't find people like that. And so, like, when I say that, the friends in jail, I, I lost them all, you know? And, and they might not even know that yet. You know what I mean? And I don't even know if they're going to hear this podcast. I don't even really care at this point. Like, if I haven't hit you up when I've been out for two weeks, we're not friends anymore. You know what I mean? Like, we're just not. And the people that have, I ignored them, you know? Like, I don't want anything. You didn't want anything to do with me when I was in. I don't want anything to do with you when I'm out. Yeah. You know, I am so far focused on Martin, my business, on, on my wife, on on us in that circle. And that's it. I don't, the, all the outside stuff is just a bonus if I have time, you know? So it really humbled me to realize who's real, who's not and all that. And I hate the word real too, because like what a word we've used because of the hip hop industry and the yeah. word real, but it's, it's true. Like the real people that are still left, you know what I mean? Like Frank... I've I've literally seen in person four times, I think, since I've known you, and four times in my life. And yeah. you checked up on me when I was in jail. Hey, Martin, how's D? How's he doing in there? And like, Martin ran, hey, Frank was talking about, you know, yada, yada, yada. When you get out, I'm like, wait, what? The dude I've literally done nothing for is asking how I'm doing yet. I, I And again, I'm going to feel so bad at this dude. Long story short, my buddy was in the hospital for 30 some odd days. I went 90% of those days, okay? I sat in the hospital as he was dying, watched him die four or five times lose every ounce of blood in his body die sat in the hospital with him every single day that he was here in ventura okay didn't write me one time in jail how do you fathom that but here frank is who i've met four times face to face in my entire life i mean we've had a phone communication and text and instagram and all that but like yeah how come he didn't you know what i mean and that's what makes you value people for who they are instead of what they are you know what you know, we have, the, I've known him for 15 years, dude, I've known Frank for 15 months and he checked on me more than you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it just makes you value who's around you and drop off who's not. And, and it's honestly, it's a blessing. You know, somebody like, Oh, isn't that a bummer, man? Like you, you no, like, cool. Yeah. You're, you're definitely right that it is a blessing, man. I could, hmm. I could totally relate to that. Um, it's what it is, is people are who they are. And, um, if you're not friends with them, if you don't hang out with them anymore, that just means that who they are or what they mm-hmm. align with 
it's it's not the same thing as you yep. anymore and it's yep. you know no you don't wish them any bad or nothing yeah. but we're, we're not the same anymore yeah. we have different priorities we think about life differently so there's no way for us to to continue that relationship on exactly and i've gone through that so many times yep. you know um in the past few years yep. it it's just it's changed the people that i've had around me and it's just because my mentality is so different and yep. it's not even about business or money or anything like that like if you're not yep. bringing anything to the table conversation wise yep what are we what are we even talking for yeah exactly. what are we what are we doing this for yep you know and, and and no hard feelings so when i say that like we're not friends that's kind of a poor way to put it because like i will still always love everybody that was in my life previously that i was really close with um but at the same time, it's it's one of those, and like, and it's not even hard feelings. It's not like God, oh, fuck that guy. Like, if those dudes hit me up, like, hey, D, what up? I'm gonna talk to you. Like, we're still okay. Yeah. I just choose not to put my energy into that. Definitely. Anymore, you know, like I'm not gonna waste my energy on anyone that's not gonna put the energy into me. You know. Yeah. And and, and I use the word, and it's like one of my new favorite words, reciprocating. Reciprocating energy is what I'm all about. You know, I'm yeah. not gonna give you any more than you're gonna give me. Unless I feel like I need to, you know, yeah. like why I'm not going to, oh, well, Frank only was kind of cool to me. So I'm, no, I'm still going to be 100% with Frank, but like, I'm not going to try any more on that level of friendship. Respect is different than friendship. You yeah, know I mean? like, definitely. I'm going to respect everyone at the highest level, whether you disrespect me even, you're still going to get respected. Like, hey, what up, piece of shit? <laughs> yeah. How you doing? Like, I'm not going to fight you back with it. You know what I mean? But as far as the energy of, of friendship, you know, I'm not going to give any more than I'm getting. So it's kind of yeah. one of those things which helps and there's just there's not even that much time you know and you know owning a business it's hard to have friends you know it's yeah i i've definitely um started to value friends a lot differently um you know some that were like halfway friends or yeah. maybe i would do more yeah. than they would put into it yeah i've dialed back so much man and it's just like you're right i don't I'm, that's my excuse yep. right i don't have time yeah I'm, i don't have time to hang out i don't have time to do anything yeah. but there is friends that I will make time Absolutely. for. Yep. You know, I have my buddy uh, TJ. He's on the yep. podcast every once in a while with me. And um, TJ somebody that a lot of people that would that know him would, uh, they'll talk down on him yeah. because like sometimes he'll lie about certain things yeah. or whatever, right? But I see past that and I see like, I see such a value in him yeah. because he's the only person that really calls me throughout the week. Yep. Text me and he'll, yep. what's up, man? How's everything going? Yeah. Oh, just all right, cool, man. Have a good day. Yeah, and that's it. And yeah. you know, for for him to just like, oh, did you uh, did you pick that up? Oh, yeah, I did, but he didn't pick it up yeah. yet or whatever. Like, right? I don't give a fuck about that, you yeah. know. And then people that would talk down on him, like yep. they don't ever hit me up at all. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, why why would I hold any value in you yep. when this dude's not asking me for shit and exactly. he's just. He's just around just because he wants to be my friend. Like, yeah. that's my boy, dude. Exactly. Just your friend because of, it doesn't matter about any of the other things. And like I said, I'm not I'm not some some made-out billionaire yet or anything like that. But, like, I'm doing very well for myself, you know. And, and I don't want you around because of that. I want you that because of my friend, you know. And, and it all leads back to that, like, what is the real value of someone, you know. And, and, and it's if you took every penny that he had to his name. I am talking ripped every ounce of change that that guy had. What is he still worth? Yeah. That's the type of person I want in my life. You know, I don't care if you have a yacht and a Ferrari and a, 10 houses and this and this and that. You know, I've got a very successful, uh, uh, one of my best friends in Lancaster and Palmdale. 
this dude, if you looked at him, you would laugh. You know what I mean? And Ryan, I hope you watch this. <laughs> this guy is in like Quicksilver shirts and like, I think he still wears cargo shorts. But he's that <laughs> guy, okay? okay? And when you look at him and when he talks, like he doesn't talk with intellect. He doesn't talk uh, bougie. You know, this, this dude drives, I swear to God, a two, his nicest car is a 2004 F-150 that like crinkles and cracks. You know, yeah, his yeah, daily yeah. is like a... A 99 B2000, which is that little wannabe Mazda Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drives one of those around. This dude owns like 15 homes, 15 houses. He's, wow. He's bought in six in the last year, I think. Oh, shit. And, and, and you look at it, and then I, I look past all that for a second, and I kind of think, all right, dude, this guy's got to be worth, I'm going to go with millions because I don't know the exact number. But he's got to be worth millions right now, okay? The dude is my age, 34 years old. You know, I think he's about to be 35 and owns these 15 homes he and has a regular daytime job on top of this okay selling leasing apartments in downtown la he's got to make a quarter million dollars doing that too a year you know what i mean yeah and when you look at the dude in flip-flops and his quicksilver shirt and his his b2000 truck <laughs> yeah 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 and and that's where i mean what taught me a lot but again if you ripped away every penny he had this dude is still the most selfless amazing funny cool guy that you're ever going to meet you know what i mean as in like He's still one of the best guys that I know when you take everything from him. And that's the stuff. Some people, all they have to offer, whether it's to you or whether it's to anyone, is is money. Yeah. You know, it's like if your kid had a birthday and that one friend just oh, sent a $5,000 gift, like, it's cool, dude, but he wanted you here to blow out the candles. You know, yeah. like, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about is is the only people I want in my life are is if you took everything from them, what are they worth on their own? You know, just with the clothes on their back. I don't care what the car they drive, how nice their house is, none of that what is that worth? You know? And, and I had to ask that to myself. And, uh, you know, back in the day, I, I wasn't the best father in the beginning. You know, I was, I, I cared more about drinking, partying and getting on my bike and doing dumb shit, you know? And so now I have to look at it, you know what I mean? And now I'm finally proud, like take Dustin Kern, okay. And, and, and the money he has, and I've got a lot of money put everywhere, you know? So if you trinkle all down, you know what worth is, you know what I mean? Like you may not have 200 grand in your savings account, but you've got equity in your business and, and everything. So I'm saying take away everything except the clothes on my back right now. You know what I mean? Take away my brand new uh, iPhone 11 Pro Max. How much are these dumb phones? Yeah. Take away everything from me. Dude, I'm a great loving father with the most amazing wife in the entire world, a great business and someone with like Martin to work alongside. I'm rich. I don't care. You know what I mean? If I live paycheck to paycheck for the rest of my entire life, having my kids, having my wife, having my business. And when I say my business, Martin with yeah. me, I'm rich. I don't care about anything else. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't need anything else. You know, I don't need 15 houses, which touche. I mean, I wish I could at some point I want to invest in real estate. Um, and that's all that matters to me is, is again, and I keep using that terminology, but take away every penny a man has, what is he still worth? You know? And I want someone to tell like, dude, he's still all of that. He's yeah. still a successful business owner that came from nothing, no mom and dad, still a loving husband, still a loving father of three, three children, you know what I mean? A twin four-year-olds and a five-year-old, you know, and I'm I'm still that. And that to me is being rich, you know? being If, if someone asks me if I'm rich, like, oh man, are you, you got a brand new truck, are you rich? Yeah. Yeah. They don't know what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about money, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I am, I am family rich, I am friend rich, you know, and that's all that matters to me now that I learned from Jill. You know, I tried to pick up that concept before, but it took being beaten to the dirt for 185 days to really know the meaning of that terminology, you know? So yeah. that's what's biggest for me, for sure. So talking to Dustin in his early 20s, what would something that you would tell him? We wouldn't talk. I probably would just, just 
hit him. You know? <laughs> I would, uh, God, what a, what a, what a bad, you know. Like I said, womanizing, um, um, no manners, no respect, no, you know, and eh, I respected elders. You know, what I mean, I, I've had a retail job my whole life, so I had the manners of courtesy of a walk-in store guy, you know, like that. But like, you get me outside and and put me in that downtown atmosphere, and God, I treated women so poorly. I treated humankind so poorly. You know what I mean? Like talking poorly about kids in high school that that were this, that were that, whatever. Like, I, you know, what's funny is I'm the exact. I was such a bully. You know what I mean? And even being as skinny as I was, I was a bully verbally. Yeah. You know, granted, dude, half these kids I would talk badly about back in high school could have probably beat the piss out of me, <laughs> yeah. and they didn't. You know what I mean? Like, but I beat them down verbally so hard, and like. What a trashy thing, you know, to, to, to be that. Now it's the other way around. Now I've become of size, literally was taught MMA for seven years. You know what I mean? Trained for seven years with the whole Gracie family, all that. So like, I want to say I'm the biggest badass I've ever been. Not only physically, I, I grew, I'm now only 230 pounds. I lost 45 pounds in jail, by oh, the way. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, uh, um, and now I'm the exact opposite. Now I'm like the soft, like I want to just help everybody and, and make them feel better about themselves and, and be that guy. You know, it's crazy. I didn't want to get on this and I'm not going to name names. And it's so nuts that this happened actually twice now. Okay. And this is, this is 100% truth. No storyline, none of that. But this is what made me so proud when I got out. I want to say it was like five days, maybe four days after I got out and I will not name names period. Okay. One of my buddies comes to me. Okay. And this is a guy, he's been around my industry with my, my shop for probably the last 13, 14 years when I was over at Audio Experts and now he carried over an Audio Tent Lab. He's just kind of a hang around. I don't think he spent much any money, just always comes around. And, uh, and again, and will not name names. He comes to me and sits me down in my office and this dude, and very touchy subject, but talks about, uh, and long story short, about, about killing himself, about ending his life. Mm-hmm. And he comes to me and I'm kind of just sitting there thinking and like, it almost, it almost made me not happy because what a crazy feeling like you're trying to like you literally things are so bad right now you want to end your life yeah. how intense okay but when i say it made me happy is i just got out of ventura county jail after 185 days i've been in this hell hole coming from nothing starting from scratch again and this dude who has a perfectly simple life outside never been to jail everything is coming to me for advice to not push himself over the edge and then not even kidding you four days later another dude texts me and so it was kind of like the most humbling thing in the entire world. Like, dude, these two people, I just came out of probably the worst thing you can ever, I'm sorry, but jail is realistically the most emotional, you know, maybe losing a parent, of course, but it's right there with it. I'm sorry, man. Jail is a horrible place, you know, yeah. mentally speaking, it just, it beats you down more than anything. So the fact I just got out of this hellhole, and these dudes are still coming to me about them ending their lives because of how difficult life is out here. And they're asking me, the guy who's literally just getting out of jail, like what a humbling feeling, you know what I mean? To sit there and talk with them. And and, and I had a much longer discussion with the second and the first one um, about everything. But like, it just kind of made me feel good that like one, obviously they're still here, by the way, obviously these, my, my two friends are still completely alive and, oh, and yeah. well. Um, and I know how it gets and, and we won't get off onto that thing right now, but I know how hard life gets. But the fact that they came to me to ask me to act my opinion, they, they see my life in a way that even me going to jail, the worst place in life, still felt like I was doing better than them, you know? And like, what a humbling feeling, you know, to, to be that guy that someone can come to. And I'm no therapist and I'm not great and I'm not telling everyone they need to come to me, but like, I want everybody to be okay, regardless. You know, I want everyone to come in with their feeling. If they're feeling bad, I wanna make you feel better and make you realize life because in jail, 
you get to realize everything and think about everything. Like you have nothing, you know, there's nothing in there for you. That's positive. You know what I mean? Like maybe because we got chicken patties is like the best thing that you can get yeah. for a meal. And we're excited that day, but there's nothing to look forward to seeing your kids through glass is exciting. Yes. I want to see my kids, you know, but it's like still through glass. Like that's how do you get excited about that? You know, it's really difficult. So for them to come to me out of such an intense situation was, was so humbling. It's such a good feeling that like people see me that way now. 10 years ago, I was probably the guy that made you want to kill yourself. Like what a change, you know yeah. what I mean? Like to be that guy that would beat you down mentally because I didn't realize how much it hurt Frank's feelings to call him a dummy dumb. Like I had no idea that I was hurting people, sorry, so much. Um, and then to now be the guy that people are running to about it is is so amazing, you know, to, to come from that, I think is is by far the coolest thing. And sucks that, you know, maybe having to, to do all that time in jail was, you know, the reasoning, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm glad I went to jail, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it back for the life lessons learned. Yeah. I hate to say that because I spent six months away from my kids and I would trade anything for that. But six months for the life lessons that I got to encounter inside of there and the people I got to meet and the things I got to learn and the, the way that it spit me out, I wouldn't trade it. I'd do it all over again. You know, yeah. I, I, I have changed so much mentally. It's not even funny. Like I, I'm such a better person in every aspect. It's just insane you know like to, to learn so much in jail it's insane for sure okay everybody we're gonna take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute yo what's up fool make sure you check out downstar for all of your dress up knees get it popping over here we have all the kiss for the k series the b series the transmission the mouse the engine the total baby we have the hardware for the seats for the stereo we got it for the speakers we got it for the lug nuts we got it for the air valves we got it for everything dog so you make sure you hit us up at downstarring.com or you call us up fool you can even text us lame 818-937-3472 just shoot us a text and tell us what's up dog i need some fucking in this bitch hit us up downstarring.com hey and if you got an instagram slide in our fucking dm at downstar wait hit up the homie frank underscore downstar he's the one that takes care of all the dms hit that level up and shoot him a message and he'll get you all taken care of real nicely now um in the past uh, has there been people that maybe that you have done wrong that you feel that you um, want to fix that wrong to this day? Yes and no. And when I say that, honestly, I don't even, I used to do without thought, you know, think, you know, I would say things without even thinking about it. There are so many people that I've probably heard that I don't even realize that I did. And like to go back and fix it, I wouldn't even know where to start because I don't remember, you know, like my long-term memory is so shot out by the way mm -hmm. that I, I wouldn't even remember where to start. You know, all I can do is from this point forward is be good to everybody. You know what I mean? And, and that wasn't this monster. This is talking about 12 years ago. This is more right out of high school stage that I was yeah. that way. Obviously I got better along the way, but if you could 18 years old to now 30 on the money, if you could meet these two people up, that's where it's like, I just want to help everybody now. You know what I mean? I don't know what I did in the past that may have hurt everyone. I don't know. I don't want to line everyone up and go say, sorry, it wouldn't be genuine. You know what I mean? I want to do it from this point forward. You know what I mean? Cause obviously those people are still here. They're still okay. And, and take it from there. Yeah. Dude, that's dope, man. I'm glad yeah. to see this. And I'm glad that, um, you were able to turn it into a positive into yeah. a negative, because like you said, uh, most people, they don't, yep. it's just a break from 
of the outside from them doing yeah. the crazy shit that yeah. they've been doing yeah and they end up back in it yeah and that's what's you know going back to your podcast in the very beginning I, I look at the first episode that we did and then going to now and and i'm not really trying to spit out a message um but i know it is what you're after and what we're after is as young entrepreneurs you know people that want to do things and i say this cliche in a way but complete truth and you can check my background you can ask any of my family members anyone that's watching that, that oh no there's a little bit of bent story to that you know da, da, da. i grew up without a mom i grew up without a dad i went in and out of foster not a whole lot but in and out of foster even before my grandparents took me i lost my job before i started the business i now a year in county jail you do half time obviously you do 50 percent of a year so half of so 185 days i served in jail uh, um so anyone watching this I don't know people's lives. I know people have it rough. I don't think I had any rougher than, than you, the next guy, and anyone that's watching this. Um, I just want everyone to have some little, if they take one chunk of this segment of all the ones that you've been doing and people that are watching for business motivation and, and things of that nature, um, it's that anyone can do it. You know what I mean? Literally anyone, if you just strive for it. You know that the fact, again, going back, no mother, no father. You know, when my mom was in and out, gnarly drug abuse, we went over this before, yeah. literally still living in the river bottom, somehow writing me emails, probably from a stolen laptop in jail, how her house burnt down in that fire in the river bottom. Yeah. Insanity. But going back to it, not coming from anything, and then even starting the business, no one died, no one gave me this money, and I started in jail. I am now a felon. I am a, what a terrible word to have. I am literally a felon what a what a downfall how embarrassing you know what i mean but in saying so no mother no father felon drug dealing jail serving 185 days guy that is still running a successful business that that people come in and respect me on that level you know what i mean so it's like if i can do it i literally want to say anybody can you know what i mean like we're all the same human being that some of us just try harder than others you know so it's such a big thing to to come from nothing and to make anything out of it is so possible you know those guys that are saying that they just think they can't do it like again being cliche you can you know what yeah. i mean these people can everyone can the 18 year old can the 88 year old man who never started a business can like it's so possible because of this world that we live in right now we are so lucky to have so much help from everyone whether it's internet social media whatever it may be we're so lucky to be alive right now that we can do anything that we want it's amazing you know yeah. what i mean so like any little bit I can give out of this, I literally want them to feel like they can do it. You know what I mean? Because like anybody can if they just put their mind down and do it. You yeah. Know, period. So now a lot of people hear that and they've heard that so many times. What is some kind of action that you think that they can do on a smaller scale that can get them closer to um, doing what they want to do? My biggest thing is, is time management. You know what I mean? And, and when I say this, you cannot. And this is the biggest thing in jail um, also, too, but is that literally we hear that cliche time is money okay and it's so true let's think of like you said like gary v imagine how busy that dude is on a 24-hour basis <laughs> i it's forgot so, i said that thank you yeah. it's so insane because like i've been so into gary v for so long but again on a on a, on a smaller time scale because again i've already done yeah. through all the hard part i already worked through all the, i'm still going isn't it still hard work but i've made it through that hump you know yeah but what i can say is time management for sure is my biggest thing you know i wouldn't and like you just said with friends I don't make time for the ones that don't matter. I make times for that do. We will make time for anything that is an importance to us. You know what I mean? It does not matter if you ever notice when we sit down for Sunday night football because the Patriots are playing at 530. 
Normally at 5.30, Frank is buried in bolts and nuts yeah, and yeah, shipments yeah. and orders and podcasts and all. But if his Patriots are playing, you know damn well he's going to be there. Why? Why all of a sudden, this one time, you're allowed to make this little bit of time for something that means so yes. much to you. Now, make that time matter for something that matters. You know, not... Yeah. Not your phone, not your, and, and I'm not saying that because the phone, this is making me money. You know what I mean? That whole, your phone is just a bill. Yeah. Yeah. Not for us. You yeah. Know, we, definitely. I make a lot of money from my phone. You know what I mean? Um, um, previously selling steroids and now obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what it is, is, is time management though. You know what I mean? As in, and my biggest thing. So if I can give one piece of advice, one, manage your time better, but the way to do that, my easiest thing, we've all got a phone these days. Everyone has a phone. Everyone has an iPhone or an Android of some sort. Okay has a notes section. This little, yeah. this little section is wonderful. We don't have to use a pen anymore. My favorite thing is is doing the biggest, worst thing first mm. every single day, okay? I don't care what it is. Um, I think there's a book out. I actually read it. And I don't remember the exact, uh, I want to say it was called Eat That Frog. But okay. it was funny because that wasn't my mentality before I read that book. And that book kind of just revamped my yeah, energy yeah, towards yeah. it. Doing the worst thing first, when they, the, the terminology, eat that frog. Imagine if you woke up every morning and the worst thing you had to do is eat a frog, okay? Your day couldn't get any worse. Yeah. You're eating a live frog, how disgusting. You cannot, your day not any worse. So that's the thing when writing things down, what you have to do, do that biggest thing first. So whether it's like, God, I, I gotta get business ideas. You know, I need to spend a couple hours on the internet and I need to figure out what I'm gonna call my business name and what I'm going to do. Yeah. But then they procrastinate and then and then this little thing lights up and their buddy hits them up and they we're gonna go do this. I'm gonna write it down and do the worst thing first when you wake up. Literally. I don't care what it is. I don't know what it is for you, but for me, it's thank you cards, which I love doing. My thank you cards mm -hmm. are like the, every week we had talked about this. I write a personal thank you letter to anyone that spends money at my shop every week. So if you came in and got your two front windows tinted, a week later, hey Frank, this is Dustin from Audio Tinted. Thank you I so love much for that. Getting, it's great, but it's my least favorite thing to do. Now that is my frog every morning of that week. You know what I mean? Let's say that Monday that I do it. The one thing I don't want to do is sit there and write out 30 letters right now, but I do it because that's the most important. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that time management of what we do. We've got 24 hours every single day. We need to manage that properly to do anything that we want. Writing things down. I don't know the exact statistic. I'd have to go back and look it up. I used to know, but I don't care anymore about the statistics. I know it's true. People, I'm going to use, I'm going to use the word, the, the numbers 80%. Okay. People are 80% more likely to get their daily tasks if you have them written down. Yeah. Whether that's with a pen, paper, or on the notes on your phone. They are 80% more likely to get it done. And it's so true. Like, no BS. When we're done, I will show you my to-do list. I write down a daily, a weekly, a monthly, and a yearly. Hmm. And I have every single thing that I must attack. And when you have it written down, if you don't do it, you feel so bad about yourself. Yeah. If you don't have it written down and you don't do it, you just blame the whole, oh, I forgot. And you don't care. You yeah, don't beat yourself up. Definitely. Like, oh, I forgot to call Alex and tell him to send that order out. Whatever, we can do it tomorrow. Yeah. But if you had it written down, you had it written down, and you didn't do it, you're like, dude, why didn't I do that? Like, you beat yourself down because you had it written down. You should have done it, but you didn't do it. You know, and it's such a huge difference. So for any small business, young entrepreneur trying to do it by himself, whatever it is, is writing things down to get them done is by far the most beneficial that I have ever done anything in business. You know, we can all use the whole just put your head down and go to work. Like, yeah. God, how easy. We all know that one, but it's like, how do we get started? What do we do? What are the processes needed in order to do so? Um, so I'm going to use that terminology. Every single day, eat that frog. Every day. I love do it. Do the thing that you want to do the very least first. Get it out of the way. 
So from that point forward, at least everything is going to be better. Okay, thank yeah. you cards. God, I'm writing 30 of these out. When I'm done with that 30th letter, thank you, Frank. I hope you love your front windows. And I lick that envelope and I send that out. Dude, all I have to do now is order some product, call that one lady, but uh, it's done. The yeah. rest of the day is easy. It's now on cruise control, you know what I mean? But if you do all the little tiny things first and you leave that, your whole day is spent dreading making those 30 letters out, dreading sending out that large order that's gonna take you forever, dreading helping that customer that was pissed off from the day before. If we attack them first, the rest of our day is all downhill. It's very simplistic. Yeah, that's a that's a, actually a really good one. Um, are you familiar with Andy Frisella? Um, I know the name. MF CEO. Yep. He has a podcast, yep. and uh, he actually sells a book and uh, like a like a blank book where you could write into it. And mm -hmm. he says that same thing: five action items that you need to get taken care of that day. Yep. When those five are taken care of, then you've taken care of your task yeah. for that certain day, mm -hmm. you know? And that's something that I personally need to start working on, actually mm -hmm. writing things down and, and yeah. being more uh, organized with things because I, I know that that would help out a lot. But um, like the simplest, you know what I mean? Like we can go over my to-do list on here very, I mean, like I, I have, so I have an accountant right now that I'm not completely satisfied with right now. Yeah. I literally asked my buddy, he's got an account, she said she's great. So on my to-do list is literally call my buddy, won't say his name, accountant. Yeah. Drop off cards, you know the uh, Go Big Performance over here? Mm -hmm. The guy said he wants to start doing business. He's like, I just want some business cards. I had to write it down. Like, I need to go drop off business cards to him when I'm done here, you know what I mean? Which I will do. The truck place. Yeah, the truck oh, place. Oh, dude, I've been meaning to talk to them because I want to, um, I think that there's some opportunity for us to do hardware with Absolutely. them somehow. I think it'd be huge, yeah. yeah. And so the the guy you want to ask for is Tiger. Tell uh -huh. him I sent you, Dustin RTLM. Um, go big truck forms. That guy's great. Tiger is a monster. That guy is very smart. He's business savvy. He's been in business forever. He knows what he's doing. He's very well off. Um, and he's so humble. The dude is the nicest guy in the entire world. Sick. You know what I mean? So I, I, you definitely do. We can talk about that afterwards, obviously. But go talk to him. I think you have for a sure. huge... Hell yeah. Uh, that'd be a huge step in for you. So... Um, Speaking of business, I know sitting down for uh, 180 days, you probably got a thousand ideas inside of there Ooh. of what you want to do with business. Absolutely. Is there uh, some that are at the top of the list that are going to become uh, yes. in reality? Absolutely. And, and, and most all of them. You know, I read so many. If I read a book minus the Four Agreements book and Eat That Frog book, they were all business related. And those two books, granted, are not business related as sold. Yeah. But they are business-related. Yeah, self-help books. Yeah, Eat That Frog, it doesn't matter if you're a therapist, if you're a retailist, if you're a, whatever you may be, those books can pertain to business if you shove them into that category. But going back to it, I read just straight business books. You know, what to do. You know, a lot of these newer books are all about Bitcoin, and yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. into that section of it. But I have a... They sell notepads in there for $1.70K, just a typical, just like this. Exactly oh, really? Like yeah. And uh, I have not getting you two completed ones of notes of things that I'm going to do for this business that I'm going to knock out most important, hmm. least important in an order, um, ideas that I came up with. And I am so with, with Jill also teaches you too. I'm so done with words, you know what I mean? Speaking, but like the actions that are going to be done are going to be insane. You know what I mean? As in like the things I'm going to do, the way that audio tip lab is going to take off, like I'm so excited and thank God I've seen it in Martin too. I'm so excited for the next chapter of Audio Tent Lab, the things that we're gonna do. Um, pushing residential window film, um, getting into more employees, getting into larger scale things. Um, I wanna go buy a Mercedes Sprinter van. I wanna have a mobile van for window tinting, for audio, for everything. Like 
I want to become such a necessity to Ventura that there really is no other competition. I don't want to put anyone out of business. Yeah. I just have so many great ideas to become bigger, better, and, and get markets and percentages that I never had. I don't care if it's 1% or 12% a year. I want that market and I'm going to take it. You know, yeah. like I'm going to figure out a way to do things that aren't here. You know, the only way we stay afloat is, is being needed. You know, yeah. like people need your hardware because no one else does it like you do. No one does the cool stuff you do. You're a necessity. You're needed in that. So I want to be that to Ventura County, you know? And so I have, again, like I said, so many business ideas that have been written down that I'm going to take into full effect immediately. You know, these first couple of weeks, still trying to dabble my feet. You know, it's, it's, that's a big thing too, is when you get out, you just want to hit yeah. the ground running, you know, and yeah. it's kind of scary. Like <laughs> me and Martin, if you go to the, well, I don't know if you saw the shot before, but when I was gone, it was kind of messy. You know what I mean? And nothing bad. Like you walked in there, you'd be like, there's nothing wrong here. But to me, well, I tried to split myself in so many directions. He was like, dude, slow down. Yeah. Like you're, you're, and it's because I was sitting there for so long. All I could think about is, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah, so when yeah. you get out, you're trying to drag it and you got to realize you're one person, you know? So taking it slowly when you get out is a huge deal. So Martin helped me, which is completely weird because I feel like I've taught that dude everything is now teaching me things about life. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and he uses this stupid thing, patience. And it's so true though. Like I was so moved, moved. I gotta go. I gotta go on the podcast. I gotta go here. I gotta do. I gotta do. There's so much to do, and like I was giving people anxiety, moving so quickly. You know, he's like, "Slow down." You know? Yeah. I did. I just. I don't normally listen to him, and not like that, but like, eh, whatever, Martin. Come on. Yeah. I slowed down. We got everything done needed in two days. Yeah. Well, what it took me a month because I was trying to move and do too much at once is just done now. You know, which is super, super cool to have all done now. Like. The shop, it's so funny. He's like, I didn't realize the shop was so big. You know what I mean? Because like we have everything just scooted everywhere politely. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, correctly now and everything. It's just out of control. So it's been good on that. Yeah, I could definitely relate to that, man. There's so so much stuff that I want to do. And, you know, I'm half doing one thing here and then half over here and trying to just like juggle it all yep. that I find where uh, most of my value is, is I just focus on one thing. Absolutely. Take care of that. Yep. And that's Write it. Write it down. Write it down and knock it out. And it's just, it's so, my, it's just life changing. You know what I mean? To like sit there and you know you have 20 things to do put them in order and knock them out one by one do not move on to the next one even a tiny bit until the next one is done the one prior is done to move on to the next one you know yeah. it's huge it's just hard for people like us man because yeah. uh, i i think that our brains work uh differently yep. than other people's yep. and we see things as time being wasted and maybe yep. others don't see it they don't know? and that's that's going to always be the hardest part you know and and it, it's so hard and and i'm not again saying that me and you were any better than the other guys, but there's a reason why there is Frank at Downstar, who is Downstar, and why there's Dust and Audio Tune Lab, like, and that there's people that are, are are in essence working for us. You know that not that they're any better or worse, but our mentality is so much different. You know what I mean? And being a business owner, you see things so much differently that it's so hard. Like some mornings, you know, and, and I love it. Like, well, in the mornings, I'll come in, coffee, I'll hang out with Martin, and uh, you know, we work nine to five, nine to five thirty. Granted, Martin will stay till midnight until the job's done. That is not an issue. So I don't worry about it with Martin because Martin is gonna stay until the job is done. But the next guy, I'm kind of worried about. Yeah, I I do it with Martin though. But like, we get up and I get there at nine, which I think is kind of a late start already. Nine yeah. o'clock is for me. I'm up at six, ready to rock. Let's go. You know what I mean? I'm already moving. Whether it's running my dog, going to the gym, or or cleaning the house, like I'm already up and moving at six o'clock in the morning. So nine o'clock is a late start for me. Mm-hmm. But we get there and we start talking. We, oh man, hey, the the anti Thursday car. I mean, that was so sick. All those dudes did this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you look down and it's ten fifteen. You're like. Dude, I just lost an hour and 15 minutes of time that we could have been making money, bullshitting, drinking coffee, talking about a car meet, you know, like yeah. whatever we felt like talking about. And that's such a hard thing to time manage again. Once again, is getting that hour and 15 minutes, 
Now times that by six days a week, say you work five to seven days, we'll say six on the money, you know what I mean? You're at what, eight hours? That's an entire day in the morning, BSing, drinking your coffee when you could have been working. You know what I mean? Like, and people don't put that management frame into a perspective until you look at it at the end of the week and it's huge, you know, to get that time back is, is you can't, you can't get it back. Yeah. So now you said that, uh, you know, materialistic and, and things like that is not on your priority list. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what is your motivation for all these different business ventures and, and growing the business and, um, you know, still chasing that, that dollar amount? What, what does that actually mean to you? The family part. So, so the whole thing. So let's, let's step back to why I gained that value of not caring about the materialistic things anymore. And when we say that, that does not mean I don't love money because I do. Who doesn't love money? That's why we're here. I'm just saying that the money portion of materialistic items that you have doesn't impress me on that. My whole thing, like you said, remember back in the, when I was younger, you know, I, I, I didn't have a daughter in my name, but I had $400 in gear on the brand new Jordans. That philosophy in itself, my favorite saying is that I want to be rich, not look rich. Yeah. And that's the difference. And now when I'm talking about rich, I'm actually talking about dollar value here. Okay. I don't want to look the part anymore. I don't want, because I have the $8,000 truck, I don't want anyone to think I'm doing any better than I am because of it. I want to, in fact, be rich. You know what I mean? Looking like it doesn't do anything for me. Cool, it gets you a couple of people on Instagram that think you're all right and a couple of people that look up to you because you have all of this, but let's let's compare bank accounts, man. Let's, that's not, not me and you, please don't do that to me. <laughs> to the next guy that has the nice car. And when yeah. I say that, the moderation car, obviously the dude driving the Bugatti probably got some damn money. In there. Yeah. But I'm talking about the more our air, the M4, the brand new Duramax, the, the brand new Infinity, okay? Take the average dude, especially here in Ventura, okay? Take those guys that come out in their, let's just say their their brand new get up in their, their $100,000 car, okay? And compare their bank accounts. They don't got much in there. I hate to say it. You know what I mean? We live such a lavish lifestyle of materialistic needs that we don't have any money saved. And that's insane to me. Yeah. We want to look the part but not be the part. And so when I say that I want to drop all the materials, it's because I want more money in my bank account. And why I want more money in my bank account is to spend time with my kids. All I'm doing in business and why I am in business and why I'm doing what I'm doing and wanting to expand and do residential window film and make more money and become a larger company is so I can spend more time with my kids. And people are like, wait, what? Like you want to put more time to get, more? I don't get it. You know what I mean? Money isn't everything at all, but, and I've heard this before, but it's right up there with oxygen. Mm -hmm. We need it. You know what I mean? Like we really do why I need it. And I don't know about the next guy and I don't really care. And so I can spend more time with my kids. If you work that, that job for, for 15 bucks an hour down the street, only 20 hours a week, and you've got a kid at home and you just catch yourself working on time, but you can't take him to Disneyland. You can't take him on that snow trip you want to, and you can't buy him a car when he's 16, you're missing out. So, so, so money does buy happiness, but happiness to me is not the brand new truck and car anymore. It's, it's me going to big bear with my children, taking them to Disneyland, walking to the park, I can't do that if I don't have money saved. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I still have to work because we still got to eat. So if I work harder and I work my butt off, maybe for the next year, I work seven days a week, 15 hours a day maybe to save all that money. It's because in the end, I want to go spend time with my kids. You know, so when, when money isn't everything, money is just strictly to buy freedom. Yeah, That's what I want money for. And spending $2,000 a month on a truck that I could be spending on time not having to go to work because I can save it and go on a trip with my kids is all that I want. So the only thing I want money to buy is time. And, and time is money. That's all it is. You know what I mean? As, in, as I, I can't buy time where I would. You know what I mean? But it's impossible. Like, 
you can't take that, you know, and, and again, it goes back to so many other things of what is uh, uh, Gary V's giant thing about uh, paying other people to do things, you know, that whole like, he, he says, I'm not, I don't know how to paint, like, I'm not yeah. going to try, I'm going to pay someone. Because that time you're going to spend doing something you're not great at, it's costing you more money than to pay someone else to do it. Like, someone could probably make dress up hardware, you know what I mean? But why? Like, Frank already did it at a great price and I can put it in my car. Like, why would I yeah. do it? Now I can go focus on that job that's going to make me money and be able to afford Frank's stuff. So when, when I say I want to downsize all the materialistic things because I want to shove more money in the bank so I can buy more time with my kids. That's all that I want. I want more time with my family and that's what money does, you know? So... For you, when does uh, work turn off? Is it when you leave the shop, when you get home? Work never shuts off. Now, now there's obviously times when I, I so I just got another phone. Um, I left the shop phone actually with, with mm -hmm. Martin um, because when I got out, obviously everyone, hey man, Dustin, 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 yay, you're home. Everyone wants to just, I, again, I hate the word clout, but I'm using that word for when I got out, like the clout of me getting out, like everyone does now you've been, I missed you so much, bro. Like let's hang yeah, out, I'm yeah, coming yeah. to the shop. Like, it was overwhelming. Yeah. And Martin was telling me how many people were writing him. I was like, dude, I'm not doing it. I said, keep the phone, Martin. I didn't touch my phone for two weeks. I went and got another line that I gave to like four people that I cared about, you know? So I have that now. So when work shuts off is when I really want it to. The school play last night. Normally I would have answered, got up and answered every phone call, ran outside. Hey, how can I help mm. you? You know, da, 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 da. I didn't, I shut it off. I was like, I'm done. I don't care. I'm watching my kids right now. And this is the most important thing to me. My kids singing and yeah. dancing like a bunch of little four and five year old freaks. They are, you know, like. That was the most important to me. So, you know, work never shuts off, especially in your brain. You're not, you're not able to, you know, it's always clicking like what's next. You know, you could be mid stride conversation with your wife. Like, God, it's a great idea. That new car coming out. I could do seven more pieces of hardware in that kit. Like, she, what are you thinking about, babe? You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they, you don't, they don't even know how much your brain is triggering. Um, but it shuts off when I do get around the family, when it's, when it's more important time, dinner time, things like that. You know what I mean? Like I am so family oriented. I don't, I don't, I need the business for my family and my family needs the business, vice versa, but we can all find that median, you know? So it's like yeah. work never shuts off. But the only reason I'm even in this business and why I'm even in business is because of my kids. You know what I mean? Because I want to give them a better life and, and hang out with them and them have something to, to hold on to and remember and have a good childhood that I didn't have, you know? So that's what it's paying for ultimately, you know? So after these uh, two weeks or so that you've been out, um, has your wife told you, that you've um the changes that she's seen in you um, absolutely yeah yeah i mean right away i mean she sent little text messages here and there like you know god thank you so much for helping thank you so much for the little things more that you've done and and again i don't i don't want to speak about it i don't want to tell her i'm gonna do it. i'm just gonna keep showing her you know what i mean i'm gonna keep showing everybody you know what i mean like that's just the way that it is now that's who i am that's who i've become you know? yeah now after you uh from what before you went out before you went into when you got out, has your um, idea of her changed? Have you have you appreciated it to a, to a different level that you didn't think that that you could? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, my my again, the value of her has has increased so much. You know that everything she did while I was gone, everything she's doing now, everything in between, and therefore, you know what I mean. Um, I was down for uh, what was it technically twenty seven weekends, twenty seven weeks. She did not miss a single visit, not one. You get two a week at 30 minutes. Mm. She didn't miss a single one in 27 weeks. You know how hard that is with three children in a private school in a yeah. life, you know what I mean? Like that is so insane to not miss a single visit, like to not come up with one excuse, you know? And like the fact, and, and I had posted about it, but it's and again, super cliche, but like 
she held me down through jail. Like she literally made any best case scenario of being in there, she made it okay. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. I, if something was wrong, I called her, I talked to her. You know what I mean? Just hearing her voice, like she held me down. So the value that I gained for her in there was so much more. Like and I always did. My wife is the most loyal, amazing person. Like you, you can't like we're from Ventura, dude. And you can't hear a bad thing about her. You know what I mean? You never will, and and you can't find that anymore. You know, like that's that's my favorite thing about Carrie. Is and and I don't know how you react to things. I don't know. I'm just talking on a female perspective. Mm-hmm. She never changes up who she is considering the circumstances. So like, I don't know. Let's go back to and we won't use you obviously, but let's go back to any typical two people. Okay, say Frank cheated on uh, whatever her name is. Okay, back in the day. Yeah, and and her reaction vice versa she cheats on you and you fuck her i'm just gonna fuck all of her friend like you know that she changes up on the circumstances where where carrie doesn't like i went away for jail she could have done anything she wanted for six months literally like went out partied bar you know what i mean like she has no one to tell her differently i'm locked in this place and i can't get out to go check her you know what i mean and she stayed true to who she was that entire time the loyalty standpoint nothing will change that chick regardless i could leave her today go marry seven hookers from Russia and, and be some pig, she's still going to be the same person. You know what yeah. I mean? She never switched up on me, which was, was amazing. You know what I mean? And never has since the day that we met. So it's, it's super nice to have her on that end. So, I mean, realistically, like, yeah, it's, it's what she wanted was to marry me. You know what I mean? The, the kid, same thing. It's, I, I trapped her. You know what I mean? Like she's over here thinking like, God, I finally got what I want. Yeah. Like, little does she know. It's like, God, I got what I want. You know what I mean? Like, you're stuck you know what i mean like and it's 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 such a everyone's like whoa you finally did it like why would you it's like dude i'm the luck like she's the dumb one for saying yes (laughs) yeah i got lucky here you know what i mean like i lucked out that she said yes because of everything she's done you know like what a blessing you know to to, the the feeling that she's lucky that i proposed to her but it's like no like i'm the lucky one that you're literally legally binded to me for the rest (laughs) of your life you know what i mean like what a good yeah like that's such a cool feeling you know It's, it's it's you can't you can't even put it into words you know Congratulations, man. Thank you. That's Thank you. awesome because uh, a lot of people never get to experience that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a that's a beautiful thing, dude. Um, Shit. I'm excited to see what you got in store, bro. Absolutely. Um, I want to see if we can do something in the future, yeah. you know, yeah. to work towards together. Absolutely. Um, I think one thing that I'm trying to do with the podcast is just to network with a lot of local people mm-hmm. and give people the spotlight that I feel that they do deserve. Absolutely. You know, because that's one thing that um, I never had when I was on on the come up. You know, I yep. never had anybody really to ask me about my story or, or struggles or anything like that. And I yep. know so many local people can definitely relate to that. Absolutely. So uh, we've been having a lot of local guys around here on the podcast, yep. and it's dope, man. And it uh, it kind of did just start with you. You yep. know, Alex put me on to you, and he says D- this guy Dustin, he's just always posting positive motivational yeah. stuff and yeah. uh ever since that first conversation that really gave me a different idea of what the podcast can bring out of people absolutely you know just sitting down and having a conversation with you with us not really having that much experience together yep. and just sitting down and and to hear your story it's like damn man that, that shit's inspiring and it know? is inspiring and you know what's funny is uh um sorry to burn you out martin martin listens to your podcast all hell yeah shout long. out to martin it's so dude. insane dude like i just didn't <laughs> until like you listen to it and you see it you know what i mean you don't really realize what it's doing for people and you know maybe it's not changing their entire lives but to hear anyone's story and for what it is but i didn't and i never thought like oh you're the podcast is never gonna work i never doubted the podcast 
I just didn't really see the direction in which it was going to go. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I wasn't sure what it's going to do. I didn't even know enough about podcasts. You know what I mean? As in like, this podcasting is relatively new for everybody. You Definitely. Know? Honestly, there's the, the Joe Rogans, the people who've made it in this podcast industry, but like you don't really know what the direction is, but to go out and to see someone who Martin, I, uh, you know, I aspire in, in areas that like, uh, you know, Martin is my boy and like, to hear him literally all day, I hear your voice <laughs> all day is one of your podcasts. You know yeah. and, and then I'm kind of like, God, this is why he's doing it. You know what I mean? Like you just don't really know when you don't see it from outside, you know, everyone can comment. Oh, I love your podcast. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like those people probably never even listen to your podcast, at least in full. You know what I mean? But where Martin is literally all day, it's just yeah. playing on the speaker in the background. I and love I it. just, and, and he's obviously just, just soaking it in, whatever it may be, hearing everyone's stories. I think everyone loves it and just wants to relate, you know, people talking, you know, so um to put him on blast but yeah i mean it's, it's, it's like he loves it you know what i mean like we all love it so i yeah. think it's just super neat yeah i appreciate that i appreciate yeah. people like martin yeah. um and uh my mario too that they'll yeah. just message me and certain things from the podcast that i know that you're just not going to find in the first five minutes yep. of it you know uh anybody listening if you guys do listen just send me a, a comment uh in a video or something a recap of of how you felt about the episode like yesterday i got a, a video message from this guy and he's just listening to the podcast and he's driving a truck yeah you know like an 18 wheeler yeah. and that's what he does and yeah. then i get messages of guys that are working inside their shop yeah. walking their dog or whatever dude and that that's like awesome you yeah. know and um we always talk about this like we don't have ads besides downstar ads we don't have sponsors yep. or anything like that and of course in the future my idea is to make this a business but as far as any sort of monetary payment yeah. like getting that having people actually listening yep. to it yep. and spending their time listening to it dude that's value in its absolutely. own absolutely and then just having conversations with people like yourself yeah. where you can I can pick something that you said and apply that to my own life. Dude, I feel like I'm just like sucking everybody's energy from Absolutely. them. And it's just yeah. making me a, a better version of myself. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you can take every which way that every way's done it and try it. You know, like, every way is going to be different. You know, there is no one way. That's why there's so many different books and so many different businesses and so many different everything. Like there isn't just one way. There's not anymore. It's just not. There isn't. You know what I mean? There are so many different ways. You just got to find the way that works for you. So like, what a hundred and how many millions of episodes you have like uh, 126 yeah 126 different people's perspectives on things you know what i mean like yeah. man, and i'm sure there's been a couple doubles like myself yeah, but yeah, like yeah. how you're able to just soak in all of that and be able to try it like what a what a what a payment in itself you know what i mean like yeah knowledge is truly the most valuable thing that we can get you know what i mean because the knowledge that we learn takes us into financial value you know what i mean gives us money and all that stuff so like i just think that's amazing that you're able to do that you know and obviously like you said turn it into a business like we want to make money off everything we do but just like you said, that, that monetary energy that's given even off of itself, not making money yet. Like the stuff that you can learn is going to ultimately make you more money, which I think is great in itself. Yeah, it's definitely a grind, man. Yeah. Um, I, I need to be out there grinding for Downstar, but I need to keep this going. Absolutely. So you got to figure out yep. Yep. A, a, a happy medium. And uh, I actually have another podcast today there you go at Good. four o'clock and it's uh it's the grind bro if yep. you want anything to grow yep. you have to keep feeding and feeding absolutely. it and it's consistency absolutely because if people from the outside that maybe you want to work with in the future or if they're looking at it and maybe i want to sponsor this podcast mm -hmm. they need to see every monday every thursday there's an episode yep no matter what yep and that shit's fucking hard absolutely yeah getting anything you know and that's the same thing so it's going back to you know completely irrelevant to itself but like 
the thank you cards that I do. Definitely. It's so hard to do sometimes. And thank God my wife's helping with it now, by the way. God, that's so much better. But like, it just has to be done. It's yeah. what it takes, you know what I mean? To have that, it needs to keep going to grow, you know? And like you said, feeding it is the best way. It's just to, to stay on a path and keep going is, is just huge, you know what I mean? It's just the only way that you're gonna succeed in anything, you know? If you pick it up and put it down, not gonna work, you know? Just cause you weren't the best at skateboarding the first couple of weeks and someone was better, like, if you give it up, you're never gonna be any better, you know? So that's yeah. great that you kept it going. I just think it's cool, you know what I mean? To see how many, see those numbers just rise and rise and rise and all these different people and that you stuck to it, I just think it's super cool in itself. Dope, thank you, man. Thank you for everything, bro. I, I appreciate you uh, opening up on this podcast and yeah. just uh, letting people know the real the real life, yeah. how things really are. Yeah. You know? uh, A lot of time on social media, we get to put out, like they say, our highlight reel and it's and it's so refreshing to just hear some real shit sometimes. Yeah, yeah. it's... um. Yeah, it's difficult, you know, and for everyone, it's just, uh, but to hear things, just anything that we can learn from it, I think is just great, you know what I mean? To just all come together, you know what I mean? Just to have like-minded mentalities in here, I think is great, so. So 2020, what do we have to expect from uh, Audio Tent Lab? A lot, again, no words are going to be said, we're gonna watch the growth. Um, oh, yeah. Just a lot of growing, a lot of a lot of newer things, a lot of reaching out, um, it's just gonna be, uh, we're going to be put on the map, you know what I mean? As in, it, I got a good local following, you know what I mean? I've got a lot of people that know who I am and all that stuff, but uh, I want to get bigger. I want to expand. I want to get outside of, of Ventura County even at some point, you know what I mean? I want to yeah. do a lot of, of, of cool things, um, but then helping people at the same time, you know? I don't want to just be a standard stereo shop, you know what I mean? I want to be the stereo shop, you know, and just on so many different levels, you know what I mean? Helping people, like, I don't I don't just care about the money, you know what I mean? I want to help people. I want things to be better. I want, I want to make people happy through whatever it is that we're doing, whether it's the window thing, whether it's the audio, whether it's all of that, like I wanna help people along the way. Um, I wanna turn a, a huge part of my business into donations too, you know, mm. like I wanna help other charities and things like, I, I just need enough and I don't need any more than that, you know what I mean? So if I'm able to give more than I would like to, you know, so I think with doing so with the growth, it'd be great to give away a lot in it too. So that, that'll be the huge growth part is is growing so we can give a lot more too. Now, is there any other business that you would like to start or maybe another hobby that you would like to give a little more attention to? There's actually multiple, you know, in, in, in I think expanding in so many areas. I just I I am so involved in, in perfecting one business before I start another. So like mm -hmm. when I say that I'm treading lightly. Um but yeah, I have I have a lot of other ideas, you know, other things that I want to do. Um, you know, like I, I like ideas of, of how to potentially I like self-sustaining businesses. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best way to put it. Like Audio Tent Lab, I'm not saying Martin can't do it, but Audio Tent Lab right now can't really run without somebody of, of me or Martin. Let's put it that way. As an Audio Tent Lab fails without Dustin or Martin you yeah. know, at some point. It's not very self-sustaining. We both need to be there. We both need to be doing our part. I'd like to create a company, obviously, that's self-sustaining a little bit more. Um, I know this sounds kind of insane, but... Um, I thought a lot about doing like uh, private security stuff. Mm. There's a huge niche for that. You know what I mean? Like just being a larger person, the people I bring in, my friends being larger, things like that. Like I thought about starting like a private security business also too. And not the guy in front of Vons and the shopping cart. I'm talking, you know, I want to do the Kardashians. I want to do yeah. that kind of thing. You know, some high level form of security, I think in the future, which would be great. You know what I mean? With my background between my, my, you know, all the mixed martial arts that I had learned, yeah. being larger, obviously steroided out freak. Yeah. Um, people feel <laughs> safe, you know what I mean? Like as in yeah. people, so that, that'll be uh, that'll be a little bit further down the road. I want to perfect Audio Tent Lab first because again, it's very, very family oriented, very Ventura, 
I can still see my family. I could, I love, I love where I'm at right now. Yeah. You know what I mean, so just all growth and audio tent lab for now. And then, you know, worry about other things later. You should really check out one of the episodes we did with this guy. His name is big pep. He's, uh, he does MMA as well. Uh, jujitsu, but he's a private security for that. Uh, the rapper logic. Pepe Rajo. I, I've been I've been friends with him since middle school. Actually. Really? Him, but he has a brother, Jesus, too, that I've actually been really close to. So, yeah, I've known Pepe for – I didn't even know he did a podcast. Um, yeah, he was on I've the known, pod. I've known Pepe for – since, yeah, sixth grade. I've known him. Yeah, Sick, it's funny. I hadn't, I hadn't run into him in a very long time, and I ran into him right after I had gotten busted um, and, and seen where he was at, and, and, and he had did all that, and that's funny. You know what I mean? And, and right along those lines, like I'd like to do, but I'd like to own the company in which – Gotcha, yeah. Does Definitely. that. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. what I would like to do. But, yeah, I'm Pepe forever. That guy's great. That's funny. Good shit, man. Yeah. I feel like there's a, such a, a network of people around here that everybody's just spread out. What I really yeah. want to do is maybe even like once a month or something set up like – uh, like a meet where we could all just meet hang out and like kind of like a mixer kind yeah, of thing you absolutely. know throw around ideas maybe see yep. where each of us could help yep. each other out absolutely. in you know um but i i think there's a lot of value here locally there's yeah. a lot of people doing their thing man yep i agree and, uh, yeah if we can all make each other better man i think it'd be great you know i mean just to help everybody if there's little things they don't know so we could ask each other i think that'd be i think it'd be great just get a lot of local business guys around and talk hell yeah dustin i love to see the growth man Thank um you. the first time we did the podcast i i just loved your energy and and just seeing it now is just like you know it's just added on top of it dude yeah i, I love the things go. that you're talking about and i i see myself in so many of those ideas and yep. it's just things that i'm trying to work on and yeah. you know just trying to be the best version of ourselves that we yep. can be yep life is like these motors man it's all just fine-tuning you know and we all just need to, to fine-tune everything to be better and I, uh, you know, all my business philosophy is the same, but like you said, that energy is all the same. I'm still excited. I'm stuck. I, I'm even more excited. I just have such a more humbled aspect of life now in, in itself also too. You know what I mean? And I just want everyone to kind of, uh, just want everyone to hear it. You know, I just want everyone to know that anybody can do it, you know, literally anybody, you know, so that's, that's the most important message. Uh, I think getting back on this was, I mean, look it all up to have nothing and we can do it. You know what I mean? And, and it doesn't matter what it is. So I just want everyone, I encourage everyone to do it. You know what I mean? Whatever it may be just to get everyone out there. You know, I've got, I've got three kids, a wife and a business and I still make time for things I want. Like life is good. You know, life is good even without it. You know, yeah. if I lost again, like I said, I lost everything today, but my kids and my wife still happy. Man. And that's, that's what matters, you know? Hell yeah, man. Congratulations, bro. Thank you. I'm happy for you, thank man. You. And uh, congratulations on the engagement thank as you, well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so before we get out of here, can you tell people where they could find you at? Yeah. Um, right now, so I'm getting all back into the social media. Um, actually speaking on that one, I was, uh, when all this was going on, Facebook was a very big, uh, <sighs> it was a big sore, you know, uh -huh. as in uh, my, my, uh, my, Ad on VC Star. I was on KKL Nine. I was on uh, KTLA. I mean, my uh, my stunt uh, went very viral. Unfortunately, mm. in the most negative way possible. Um, my kids were being brought into it. So as of right now, I don't have Facebook. Um, mm. They were just saying really negative, nasty things. You know, keyboard warriors of the world. Okay. Um, I deleted my Facebook, but that will be back up. That is just going to be simple. Audio Tint Lab Ventura. Um, Insta uh, Instagram is uh, Audio Tint Lab eight hundred five right now. Um, look us up. We're actually right down the street from you. If everyone knows you're at right here on uh, Palma and McGrath. Um, you know, the business website is getting going again. I'm putting a lot of money into the website right now. So Instagram is definitely the easiest way to get a hold of me and the business other than our number, which is obviously anywhere on Google. 
Um, so yeah, any message that anything you guys want to know about, I mean, talk to me and, and I say this with, with complete seriousness. If you guys ever just need someone to talk to and business ideas, like please write me, hit me up. I'm not, I'm not the smartest guy, not the most successful, but I will help you anywhere that I can. I've got a lot of knowledge, so I'd love to help everyone out, you know? Hell yeah. Dude, I love it, man. Dustin, once again, bro, glad to see you back, dude. Thank you. you know, thank you. Uh, there's nothing like seeing the family back together. Yes, and uh, I know that you have a lot of great ideas inside of you, and I just love to see them come to fruition come 2020. Absolutely. Thank you. Guys, thank you for listening. Once again, Downtime with Downstar. Make sure you check out Dustin Audio Tint Lab. Uh, we'll have the, um, the links below. And uh, show them some love, man. Um, Downtime with Downstar, 126, and we out. Peace. <laughs>